Today's broadcast is brought to you by the Drunk Tank T-shirt. Buy today at roosterteeth.com slash store. Holy shit, it's awesome! Hey, hey, hey. This is for the podcast. Remember? Don't talk to me like an idiot. I know what I am doing. Welcome to the spooky drunk. (laughs) (laughs) The Halloween podcast. Is that about a month too late? Yeah. Is that a new entry, or have you been sitting on that? That's. It's relatively new. It's only from July seventh. <laughs> that sounded like the Adams Family interpretation of the Red versus Blue theme song. I like it. With a little bit of Arby and the Chief thrown in there. Did you catch that? No, I didn't. The very beginning. The yeah. very beginning. Oh yeah, yeah, I guess so. Sure. Hmm. Maybe I shouldn't have used it then. Was it Mi- Microsoft Sam and Microsoft Mike? I think. Are you feeling competitive? No, no, just more. Of other people's music. Oh, no, 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 no. Original content. That's how we're talking about. It's from another Mission in a series called Arby and the Chief, which is a... It started off as uh, Master Chief Sucks at Halo. Yeah. And then kind of morphed into... It had a kind of interesting run. I, I believe it's over now. They, that um, um, John C.G. is the name of the guy who makes it. Uh, Digital Fear. And um, he... Uh, uh, he'd start off as just action figures, where he would use the uh, action figures from that joyride made right was it the joyride action yeah figures? it was the original joyride yeah. action figures and then he had one of was master chief one of those arbiter and it was all about how master chief sucks at playing halo pretty funny he had this huge controller sitting on his lap then it morphed into that like action theater action figure theater mixed with machinima then went from that to action figure theater with machinima with a lot of live action stuff as well i mean technically i guess you could say the action figure stuff was live action but it was no lot, no no yeah i saw a lot heavier live action towards the i love i love in the actual live action stuff anytime a human was talking his head would bob like crazy like that was a big deal <laughs> well that, that's how everyone talks right exactly i i think so in my world they do so how's everyone doing everyone recovered from hey! uh, thanksgiving hey! welcome yeah. to the drug tank doing great there we go now everyone's got the energy now that, the, the <laughs> that informative was that was part the of the podcast <laughs> is now officially over okay Whew, man that took a whole two minutes <laughs> I had a great Thanksgiving. I also had a great Thanksgiving. Mine we, was pretty good. Jeff and I had the same Thanksgiving. <laughs> we did. I was invited over to the Burns house for uh, Thanksgiving. I think that makes my fifth Thanksgiving at, with your family. Is that true? Yeah, yeah. Not, not, not in the last couple a, years. Fifth in a row? Or? No, fifth total in the oh, last like okay. ten years. It's like my surrogate family. So I get to watch Bernie get a little drunk and then get browbeaten by women all night long. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Because my wife lives in the same town as her sister and her mother. And it's when they get together. You ever see Clash of the Titans? Yes. <laughs> it's kind of like that. Are you the owl? <laughs> Which part? Yeah. I, if you steal their eye at the end of the night, then they, they lose it completely. <laughs> just, I learned one thing uh, from Thanksgiving this year is whatever you do, don't throw a woman's gravy away. <laughs> That's Seriously. not a metaphor either. No. Just, like literally, <laughs> literally don't throw away their gravy. I, I decided to clean up after Thanksgiving dinner. Which I thought was admirable of you. Jesus, I know. I mean, it's like it's like with you guys. Whenever I clean up around here, everyone just stands around watching me clean something up. Jason's the worst about that. Yeah, he's pretty bad. Yeah, when if if I say, "Hey, Jason, I need to sweep up this dust. Can you can you get the dustpan for me?" And he comes, he goes, "Sure." And he gives me the dustpan. <laughs> <laughs> One time, like, one time at the Buda office, you asked me for the broom, and I laughed at you. you know, that's true. We'd been there for like a year and a half, and you didn't know we had a broom. <laughs> so where's the broom? He goes, ha, 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 broom. <laughs> we don't have one of those. Yeah, I didn't know. Anyway, so I threw out the gravy, and I was told that 
they wait all year for that gravy. And that <laughs> leftovers were now useless without the gravy was the best part. And I found a packet of the stuff they used to make the gravy. It's like that 69-cent packet you can get at the grocery store. <laughs> McCormick's brown gravy. So oh, my I, God. I secretly mixed it up while they were complaining. It's said, oh, no, here, I found some. I didn't throw it out. Joke's on you. And so now they're all happy. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty funny. It's like it's like dealing with a little kid. <laughs> kind of. Oops. Just kidding. <laughs> we'll go later. I made my fried jalapeno turkey just oh. for Jeff and his wife. I thank you so much. It was uh, as good as I remember it being. Wow, didn't you have to go out and buy like a whole new fryer and everything for that? I did. <laughs> I wasn't aware of that part. Because I, feel, I had gotten rid of it. I feel guilty now. I didn't know that he had thrown his apparatus away. Well, I was, gl- I was glad to do it again. All in all, that was a... $140 turkey when it was all said <laughs> oh. and done. But so you're, you're just going to back that out of Jeff's paycheck, right? Yeah, that's right. just that's just startup costs, though. Yeah. Now, you know, now I'm going to be cash positive on turkeys going forward, I'm pretty sure. Until you throw away the, the apparatus in the spring. Well, I, I'm a lot better at managing it. The first time I did it, I wasn't good about managing it because you end up with about five quarts of used oil. What do you do with that after you're done? Uh, you put it back in the containers, and then you read online – over and over again, if you're me, can I reuse this? And never being comfortable with the fact that you can reuse it. But you have to be able to reuse it, right? Sure, yeah. why not? Because hmm. it's it... food. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'd reuse it. How do, how do you dispose of that much like cooking oil once you're ultimately done with it and you can't reuse it? Do you sink? just like yeah, pour, no, no, no. <laughs> pour it down Neighbor, the storm drain? Neighbor's backyard. <laughs> no, what you do is you take it to an oil change place after hours and you just set it like on the front door <laughs> with a $20 bill or something like that. But, no, but you don't dump it down a storm drain or anything like that. I don't know. I always have uh, I have issues with that, and I have issues with paint. I never know what to do with cans of paint. Oh, yeah. Just give them to my wife. They'll get used. What do you do with that? Well, if it's latex paint, it's water-based. So theoretically, there's no environmental impact if you just, like, dump it in your neighbor's lawn, right? <laughs> I, see, I see fish swimming in my paint all the time. Yeah, and they look happy. Yeah, they seem fine. <laughs> They're brightly colored, and they match. Yeah, I don't know. This, this I, is like the environmental responsibility drunk tank. Well, it is a problem. Like, we had that issue with the lawnmower where I couldn't throw away my lawnmower. What do you do? Oh, shit. It's got a battery in it. I tell you you what you do. You do what I do. You take it to Salvation Army on Sunday when they're not open. Put it on the front door. Didn't didn't you once leave a sink at uh, Habitat for (laughs) Humanity and they didn't want it? Dan and I, Dan was remodeling his bathroom. This is like five years ago. Dan was remodeling his bathroom, and he asked me to help him out. And so we pulled out his old sink, and he wanted to donate it. Because Dan's a really cool guy about that kind of stuff. He's super green and whatnot. And he wanted to donate it to Habitat for Humanity. But there was a little rust around the ring area at the bottom. And so we go to give it to him, and they go, yeah, we're not going to take that. It's got rust on it. It was a perfectly usable sink. He could have just wiped it away. And uh, Dan goes, Okay, cool. So we walked around the back of Habitat Humanity, and they had like a six-foot-tall fence. And Dan goes, whoop, and just threw it over the fence. Really? <laughs> yeah. That'll show you. So they went from a slightly rusty sink to a broken sink. <laughs> Did it really? Did yeah. it break? Yeah. Nice. Wow. Well, I guess he showed them. <laughs> yeah, he did. You know, while we're recording this and we're talking about um, the $140 turkey, uh-huh. uh, I want to bring up something that happened <laughs> – I want to bring up something that happened on a business level for us. Did you guys happen to catch <sighs> Jeff's $3,000 typo that he made? Yeah. yeah, I heard about it. So he sent out these discount codes for people who have ordered products from the Rooster Teeth store. As we get close to the holidays, we think, hey, we'll give you a discount if you want to buy something more for the holidays. It's a nice little you know, reward slash marketing thing that we do. Jeff is starting to cry right now, by the way. <laughs> it's been a long five days for Jeff. I'll just say that. 
We how many emails? It's a lot of emails. We don't do any kind of bulk emails. It's, it's a one lot. thing we do a year. It's a it's like every user on the site. And it comes with like a little Christmas card that's drawn by Luke and all that. Yeah. And uh I think it costs us about $3,000 to send out all those emails. It's, we, it's exactly what it costs. We do it through a marketing company so that people can opt out if they don't want that kind of stuff, you know. And, you know, we want to do it officially. So we pay this company about $3,000 to do this one email blast. Jeff made a typo. It's the it. single most stressful moment of the year for me. Let when me you just say that. Send? Every year when I have to send this message. I, I'm par- par- paralyzed with fear that I'm going to fuck it up. And uh, so I spend about three days just reading over the same email every time and then going into the store back end and making sure that the coupon codes are correct. It's a whole process. And, uh, and I had – in my defense, I had Griffin read it, and then I had Matt Hullum, who also works in this company and who is in charge of those kinds of things, our designer. I had him proof it as well, and they both signed off on it. Did you have Brandon proof it? No. I didn't or how about Brandon. Jack for I didn't grammar? Have Brandon or Jack yeah. proof it. And, and so uh, what happened? Well, it sent successfully. <laughs> yes, it did. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, it's funny how success can be measured on so many levels. Yeah. Well, it, I guess I, uh, I was using the previous year's email as a template for format-wise, and I, I left the date, uh, the expiration date in the email as January 31st, 2009. The code actually expired January 31st, 2010. And uh, I found out very quickly when I started to receive thousands of emails from people <laughs> See, letting me know that the date the, was wrong. That's the thing about proofreading is that you can proofread it all day long and have people in this office look at it. Yep. As soon as you put it on the internet, they'll find it. Yeah. Instantaneously, so. someone will find it. If you got that email and you're listening to this podcast and you're confused by it, that is a typo. Your code will work until January 31st. But feel free to email Jeff. Yeah, feel free to it. email me and say wacky stuff like, ha, 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 did Caboose send the email this year? Because <laughs> <laughs> that didn't get old after the 300th time. <laughs> you sound bitter. <sighs> it was just like, it was just, I spent my most of my holiday. When I wasn't at Bernie's house, I spent my holiday on my, on my laptop apologizing to customers. Do you have a form letter? No, no. Oh wow! So you everybody manually... got a manual email. From wow, you. they deserved it. And now Bernie gets to hold a three thousand dollar typo over my head for the rest. Well, of just my think life. about it like this: if one hundred and fifty people buy DVDs, then yeah. they almost pay for your typo. Yeah. So that's gotta feel good. Th- then we'll be cash great. positive after that. And I thought briefly about sending a like a retraction explanation email, but that would have been another three thousand dollar email. So I decided. So it's three thousand dollars every time you send a blast. Yeah. Wow. I mean, we could just do the whole like BCC field thing, but that doesn't seem like a good way to do I that. Think you yeah, <laughs> it's a long BCC field. I worked at a company one time where a guy sent out a notification to all the customers on the surf uh, on the service. It was an ISP, and so we're talking potentially thousands of customers, and he put everybody in the CC field, and had sent out everybody's email address nice. to wow. everybody nice. else. And then what was really fun about that is people started replying, and it just started to snowball. <laughs> wow. And then people started replying, telling all the people not to reply to everybody oh on the list. Oh, my God. Awesome. And it, it was horrific. And it brought down the mail server at one point. And there was Whoa. all this – and this was pretty early on, you know, when, when all this stuff was kind of new. And nobody really knew how do we not accept messages in regard to this message. Right. So it was a problem. I remember once when we worked at that old tech support place, uh, there was an ISP in Mississippi whose mail server started acting slow. We're getting a lot of calls from people who were like, yeah, you know, I got it. Someone sent me an email an hour ago and I still haven't received it. And then throughout the day, we just kept getting calls like this. And eventually I got a call from someone who was like, yeah, my friend in California sent me an email and I still haven't received it. And I said, yeah, and we know this mail server is kind of slow. And he goes, it might be because he goes, I don't know, maybe my, I'm not getting my friend's email because he sent me a large attachment with it. 
This is back when everyone had dial-up. This was a dial-up ISP. And I was like, oh, really? How big was the attachment your friend sent me? He's two gigabytes. <laughs> it was also the era when everyone had 10 gigabyte hard drives. So the guy, yeah. that one email that one crashed email, the mail server? Yeah, was clogging up the entire email server for the whole ISP. That must have taken a week to send. I was like, <laughs> I have no idea. It's, it's boggling to me to this day what was sent in that email. Yeah, what would he have sent? It was two gigabytes back then. It was like 1998, you know. Jeez. I I, that's what he sent, was the entire year. He sent, the entire, yeah. he sent a wrap-up of the 1997 internet in the zip file. <laughs> now, I got an email once from, uh, I made friends with the director of The Wizard, because we did an event here in Austin with Any Cool News, and we had Fred Savage out, and I became friends with the uh, director of the guy. Name drop. <laughs> <laughs> Again, on and, the podcast. Uh, he's gone on and since directed like a lot of TV stuff. He did a lot of Malcolm in the Middle, and he's doing a lot of 30 Rock now. Fred Savage? No, no, no. Fred Savage does uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. He's talking about the director of The Wizard. The director of The Wizard. name he can't remember. It's Todd Holland is the guy's name, and uh, he he. How said, good of a friend are you? Do you guys hang out on the weekends? <laughs> when I was in a, when I was in L.A., are I you, are like you friend in, in the par- sense that over to your you, parents' house and y'all you told like, him you were Kool-Aid? a big fan, and he was like, "Hey, thanks, I really appreciate that." And then he gave you a business card. They're writing a spec script for the. And then you too. went home to your diary, <laughs> and you were like, "Dear diary, Todd and I are best friends. He knows my name." That's cool. I'm not going to finish my story. <laughs> I want to hear it. Jeff took it too far. I want to hear it. So uh, so anyway, he directed an episode of Thirty Rock, and he sent out an email blast to just everyone in his address book. That said, hey, I you know check out my episode of Thirty Rock, and uh, he same sort of deal. He accidentally forgot to put everyone in the BCC. Nice. So I have Tina Fey's email, Alec Baldwin's email, and nice. all these other people on the show. Is that like, true? Yeah. He directed he directed the Generalissimo episode yeah. of Thirty Rock. Did he Rock. really? Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Dude, that's one of the best episodes. Yeah. He was he was nominated for an Emmy for that episode too. It was, yeah. That was a great episode. Yeah. So it's kind of cool. It's like oh, hey. and, and, and then he immediately responded, "Please do not use these emails for anything bad." Hey, next time uh, you're hanging out with Todd. You know, like Saturday or whenever you guys get together to, for bowling or whatnot. Tell him uh, Gus and I are a big fan of that episode. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. He's, he's actually directing a new series on Fox called uh, Sons of Tucson. It's a new it's a new show that's being picked up uh, next spring. Hmm. So, yeah, I almost worked on it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Next time you hang out with him, ask him for me, why did he need to email Tina Fey to remind her to watch 30 Rock? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. It was just like, hey, was like, hey, hey I Tina, I just directed you yesterday in this episode. I think you really like it. Check it out. <laughs> Tell your friends. But it was pretty funny. Like, immediately after, he was like, please, please do not use these emails for evil. <laughs> by, by the way, I posted your email on the Ain't It Cool News boards. <laughs> Gus and I are try- both trying something independently, at, oddly at the same time, that uh, is fucking odd for us and strange ground you want to talk about that at august yeah well, I, now you have to we, uh, it, it had an impact on that email i sent i'll tell you that we uh, i think i know what you're talking about i don't think the Je- fact you're bringing it up like that makes me kind of sad i don't think jeff or i have had a drink for over a week at this point you've been going a little longer than i have. Uh, yeah I'm, I'm i'm going on nine days I think. I, I think today's my seventh day we both quit drinking at the same time and didn't know we didn't tell each other or coordinate it we just got, i guess they have weird parallels when it comes to alcohol mm-hmm. and uh yeah we both quit drinking at the same time and I was painfully sober when I sent that email, and I think that was part of the reason I was distracted. Here's well, another parallel. I don't give a shit. <laughs> anyway, it sucks. Really, you're not drinking. No. Why? Video games are a lot easier when you're no, not drunk. That's fucking, that's totally true, by the way. You have to explain this. Why am I not drinking? Yeah. Dude, I don't know. What does that mean? You having a problem? I had a good, like, 16 years or so of drinking every day. That's a good streak. And uh, Just 28. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> all right, maybe it was more than 16 years. But uh, I just, I think it's time for a break. I don't know. Yeah? Yeah. There's more. You want to go any deeper with this? You want to get on the couch here? You want to lay down? <laughs> I'm not, I mean, would you want me to tell you I was an What's your story? Or something? Oh, I'm just broke. 
<laughs> I can't spend money on booze. You want money? I give you some money for booze. <laughs> no, 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 I'm good. I so, just, this is just the tank at this point, right? Yeah, yeah this is just the tank. We'll call it the Jack Tank. There we go. Wait, what? I'm not done forever. Friends of Tom Holland Tank. I don't think I'm done forever. I'd like to drink again. No, I I'll... think about it a lot. <laughs> you aspire to drink I, again? I do. I do. But I just want to make sure I'm not, you know, killing myself. Or you know, I had I had a similar concern like uh, two or three years ago, and I went to the doctor, and you know, they had all kinds of tests done on I me, mean, like ultrasounds on my kidneys and my liver, and like I got the whole diagnostic write up. And after they were done, they came back to me, and they were like, "Are you sure you drink?" They're like, "All your internal organs look." Perfectly fine and healthy. And I was like, all right. And that was the worst thing they could have ever told me. <laughs> no, so I, went, I went on a fucking bender after that. I had, a, I had a thing where I got really sick and I couldn't explain it. And uh, I went to the doctor and I got a full gamut of test run. And he was like, you are the picture of perfect health. There is nothing wrong. And I was like, what about the kidneys and the liver? And he's like, no, they look great. After I quit drinking, I got really sick for a couple of days. I don't know if that's, you know, that could just be coincidence. But so I went to the doctor last week and had him run all the tests again. And they were like, yeah, you look great. You're totally healthy. And I was like... Yes, I could start. Oh wait, I probably should. <laughs> probably should continue Tipping to fate. take a break. Yeah. So, are you having DTs or anything like that? No, I had a, I had a, I had a very boring couple days. I'll tell you this: I realized why I drink alcohol. I mean, a, it's delicious, but b, <laughs> life is fucking boring without alcohol. <laughs> Seriously, you know what I'm talking about, right, Gus? Yeah. The, it's God a, it's... damn, you just watch a clock tick 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 tick. Seriously, tick, slowly dying. See, I don't drink all that much. Oh, man. I drink, like, at, at holiday parties and things like oh, that. Really? What, what do you do with Legendary? At, 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 at Gus's house where I got Oh, it. my God. See, man. I drink... I a... have to move out of that house after that. <laughs> I heard you had a party recently, and I noticed I wasn't invited to your most recent party at your new place. I haven't had, a, had party. a party. Oh, I thought you said he had a party. Oh, his, he had his family over for Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's I, uh... there's no party there. <laughs> I See, I don't... I, I, here's my... T- a typical day for me would be I drink a little bit of lunch, right? Two or three beers at lunch or a couple mixed drinks while we're out. And then maybe a drink in the afternoon before I go home from work, and then a couple drinks before Millie goes to bed. And then when Millie goes to bed, I start drinking. And uh, you start drinking. Yeah, you do that like seven days a week for. My mom's gonna listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> for two weeks. For two weeks, and you start to feel a little, a little haggard. So. See, I'm the opposite of that because I will buy beer when I have a party at my house, and I always buy just a little bit too much beer. And then that beer will be in my refrigerator for six months. I have gone – no, 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 no. I have gone to your house before and been served a beer that had rust rings on the top from <laughs> yep, the yeah. because it had been in your cooler for years, I guess. I remember that. I remember we that get, beer. When we go into your liquor cabinet, we have to like – you can blow a cloud of dust off yeah. all your bottles. You have to be sure when you get a beer at Bernie's house, if it's in a bottle, that you don't drink it out of the bottle. You have to pour it into a glass just for like sanitary sake. Yeah, so you don't get like uh, tetanus from it. <laughs> <laughs> I – uh I actually, that was a big test for me when I went to your house for Thanksgiving because it's like a holiday and it's festive and I was about to spend four hours with Bernie's family. I bought Lone Star just for bought you. Bought Lone Star just for me and I didn't, I didn't partake. My wife got hammered though. What a lush. Well, you had to drive home. I did. That's the first time in my life I was a dead man driver. <laughs> Man, it's going to be a great day for you once Millie gets a driver's license. Oh, God. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> a built-in designated driver? Yeah. So this how long will this last? I don't know. I really don't know. I uh, sounds like a bet coming up. You're not gonna get like preachy and shit, are you? No. Okay, good. No, no. I still like alcohol a lot. I can't wait to get back to it. I just feel like you know you gotta every once in a while take stock and take a break, mix things up a bit, right? No, I think it's a good thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, I I think you're right. I think going from binge drinking to complete cold turkey that's that's healthy. That, you know, <laughs> should I step it down? Fuck moderation. <laughs> <laughs> you, you gotta go all out on moderation, right? I'm an all or nothing kind of guy. It's either it's either off or it's on. You're either drinking or it's you're true. not. <laughs> just, it's binary. Just, just like, switch. Just like your liver. 
<laughs> your liver will probably just shut down. It'll go, well, my job's done. <laughs> I'm no longer needed, clearly. I'm out of here. Hey, or, uh, or does a lifetime's worth of work in 30 years, and that's it. <laughs> Speaking of uh, not to change the subject away from my embarrassing, uh, I am embarrassed to quit drinking. By the way, that's kind of <laughs> weird. I'm sad about it. Uh, but segueing artfully away from that, back towards uh, Jack's pretend celebrity friends, <laughs> Gus and I for the last two days have had a kind of a weird celebrity sighting. Yeah, it's uh, we keep running into Walton Goggins. I don't know if who's uh, who played Shane on the Shield. You would recognize him if you saw him. I mean, you'd know him immediately. He's he, been he, he's been in he, he does was a lot in of Shanghai food. Noon, I think. Yeah, wasn't he? and he was in uh, like House of a Thousand Corpses, and he's had some small parts. Yeah, he's, he's been on CSI, and he, he's directed stuff. some like short films, hasn't he? Or is that uh, is that someone else? Something? No, you might be thinking of someone okay. else. Anyway, uh, he I guess is in town for filming Predators because they're they're filming that right now in town. And uh, for the last two days, every time Gus and I leave the office, he's downstairs like getting coffee or hanging out by the Japanese restaurant. And uh, we have both had this monologue of whether we should say, hey, we're big fans or not. Are you a big fan? Yo, absolutely. Yeah, okay. The Shield is probably up there with like my one of my top favorite TV shows. Yeah, it's in time. my top five, probably. Yeah. It's definitely in my top five. It might be up there number one. It's pretty close. Yeah. I don't know. My, my rule of celebrities is, you know, you can shake their hand, say, hey, I'm a fan, and that just leave it at that. I wouldn't even want to do that. I wouldn't really? shake his hand or would, uh, any yeah. of that. I would just, I would kind of like say, like, hey, dude, I thought you were really good in The Shield. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, but I don't think I don't think, I don't think, I just, nothing's I, wrong with that. I just don't like approaching people. Yeah, like I mean, the, they get, the, the dude probably just wants to be left alone. He yeah, but the first day we saw him, he had like, his iPod headphones on, and he was smoking. And I was like, yeah, you know, just keep walking. And then, like, I saw him this morning when I was getting coffee, and he was like using his MacBook at the coffee shop, and I was like, eh. but if if you saw James Franco outside right now, you immediately would go up to him, right? Not necessarily. Really? Know. We just a couple of weeks ago, Gus and I saw the dude from Office Space. We didn't talk to him. Which oh word? yeah, yeah. Well, that was weird too because he pointed at me. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> Him and his hot girlfriend both pointed at they you. Were, they were walking. We were walking back to the office with beer. It was during DVD production. What is that guy's name? He was on. He was on Drew Carey show. Uh, I'm looking it up. He does a lot of voiceover. Oh, Oswald. Uh, 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 Dean, not Dean Bahar. Um, yeah, Oswald. That's his. Yeah. Um, now Dean Bahar is is. Uh, Diedrich Bader. Diedrich Bader. Diedrich Bader. Yeah. He he and his like mega hot girlfriend were walking down the street, and Gus and I were walking towards him right outside the office. And he looked at me, and he goes, "Hey!" Ha, 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 and he pointed at me, and started laughing, and turned back to his girlfriend, and was like, ha, ha, ha. "Oh no, I guess it, that must be his wife. <laughs> Apparently, he's married." Oh, so. wife. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry, wife. Totally his wife. Let's definitely. hope so, right? Yeah, definitely his wife. And uh, <laughs> they just kept on walking. It was weird. So huh. I was something about me carrying beer was amusing to them. I guess <laughs> they're like, "Look, tattoos." His like, wife's hot. Huh. Yeah, she was pretty. That's not. that's totally the woman i saw (laughs) wow (laughs) so it's funny you mentioned james franco why'd why'd you pick james franco jack oh just because we were watching those videos or or jeff was watching the video earlier of uh james franco on as the world turns is that what it is general hospital Hospital. uh so good i saw i guess he's doing a stint on general hospital and the other day i was um in the checkout line and i guess his his character in general hospital his character's name is franco (laughs) which is even better And I was in the checkout line at the grocery store. You know, they have, like, all those little soap opera magazines at the checkout. And there was one, was, I think it was Soap Opera Digest. And it had a James Franco's face, and he was surrounded by all these hot chicks. And it just said, who will Franco sleep with? And he had, like, that smarmy, <laughs> like, little mustache on and, like, a, a sneer on his face. It was fucking <laughs> awesome. How bizarre. I mean, <laughs> I, I told Jeff, if I was James Franco, I would buy as many of those magazines as I could and, like, wallpaper my house with them. <laughs> So who does who who approaches who in that scenario? Does General Hospital just approach everybody, saying, "Hey, if you want to be on General Hospital, you can absolutely come on General Hospital," or does James Franco go, "You know what? I want to be on a soap opera." I think James Franco goes, "You know what? 
I want to be in a soap opera. He was on one before, right? I'm a funny fucking guy. He had I want to start, be in a soap opera. Didn't he? Did he? I think so. I don't know, but it makes me like him a lot more. It makes me want to watch. I think you can watch uh, day old soap operas on Hulu. We'll have, we'll have to look into that. Yeah. The, the only thing we saw, we just saw like a clip on YouTube. <laughs> you so should good. you should link that in the dump. It's pretty funny. Was Pineapple Express this year or was that last year? It was last, it was last year. year. Damn. Was it really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I would say he would almost be worthy of a nomination. For his part in Pineapple he Express. He is hands down Didn't the best he, part of that movie. Wasn't he nominated for a Golden Globe? For that? For that role? No, he got nominated for uh, Milk, didn't he? No, I didn't see Milk. That would make more sense. <laughs> you think so? Yeah, that, that would be something you would tend to get nominated for. Although, doesn't Golden Globes have that, like, comedy category? Yeah. He's yeah. Uh, he's about to... He's reuniting with Danny McBride, who he's in uh, Pineapple Express with, to do a medieval drug movie called <laughs> High Court, I think is what it's called. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was called Your Highness. Oh, Your Highness. That's right. Your <laughs> Highness. <laughs> so, I'm looking forward to that. You know, I kept thinking when I was watching V. No, he was nominated for, yeah, uh, a Golden Globe for Pineapple Express. There you go. Well oh, deserved. There you go. Did he win? No, just nominated. Yeah. Who won? It's all who you know. You don't know, huh? It's, it's all, all politics. politics. <laughs> yeah. What about the bullshit? No, the Golden Globes, that's the one that uh, Jim Carrey would win every year and then never get nominated for an Academy Award. Like, he got nominated for Man on... Or he won for Man on the Moon, and he won, I think, for Eternal Sunshine. And he, neither of those even got nominated for Academy Award. That's a shame, because Eternal Sunshine's a great fucking movie. That's yeah. probably the best movie that came out that year. Uh, James Franco lost to Colin Farrell for a movie called In Bruges? In Bruges? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was with... Uh, In Bruges. In Bruges. Okay. Yeah. Never heard of it. Sorry. It's supposed to be good. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Yeah, Ray Ray Fiennes isn't that. One, not a big Colin Farrell fan. No, no, not really. Hmm. Doesn't do it for me. He was he was actually the only good part about that Daredevil movie. He, he played Bullseye, and he was actually really good. I didn't like him at all in that movie. Really? No, not in the least. Daredevil. Wow. I, I never. No, saw that movie Daredevil. was terrible. But he was it, him and uh, and uh, John Favreau. His, he played uh, what I guess Daredevil's buddy. You know what? Yeah, he played. Uh, now he plays Iron Man's buddy. The, the fat dude. Uh, Smiley? The other law- lawyer. He's got a good happy. name. Happy. Stinky. Happy? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm going to go out. I'm going to say. I'm going to go on record as saying. I didn't see Daredevil when it came out. I'm a huge comic book guy. I've been reading comic books since I was six. And it seemed like a travesty. And so I refused to see it. And it got horrible reviews. And I abstained from that movie because I didn't want the good name of Daredevil to be sullied. And then about three years after it came out, it was on HBO, and I sat down and watched it, and it was not as bad as everyone said it was. Well, that was that was right after Affleck did uh, Geely or whatever. Geely, like, yeah. It was just like, it, it was popular to rip on Mid-Affleck sure. and everything he does. It, it was, still kind of is It was right not now. a good movie. No, but it not was, at all. It was definitely not as bad as, that, as people made it out to Man, be. Yeah. I had to watch Geely on a flight from Newark to Puerto Rico once. <laughs> that was the longest fucking flight in the world. <laughs> it was every time that every time Jennifer Lopez come on screen, did everybody go? Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, every time, every time a plane, every time I would land back in Puerto Rico, as soon as the plane touched down, everyone on every flight would always start cheering and clapping. I love it. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Was, Why not, it was, dude? It was a little unsettling. Pilot did a good job. Yeah, give so. him a round of applause. It's it's like uh, kept you alive. It's like if Walton Goggins was flying the plane. It's like I appreciate your work. <laughs> I, I really enjoy what you do. Good job. Thank you. Good job. Just say, on the, when you're walking out to the cockpit, you say, hey, thank you. That's it. <laughs> Goodbye, and thank you. Yeah, I want to correct us before we get a lot of emails. Okay. The character that Favreau plays in Daredevil is Foggy. Foggy, that's the it. The character he plays in Iron Man is Happy. That's ha- it. Happy Hogan. Happy Hogan. Have you seen this promotional image for Iron Man 2? I have seen that. Coming out, I guess it's got a release date, May 7th. Fucking awesome. They, they, I they, love Iron Man. They put the poster up yesterday, too, I think. I haven't seen it yet, but... Oh, is, is that what you've got? Hey, yeah. look at that. I, I, I when I when I saw the article posted, I think I saw it on Dig. It was posted there and other places as 
uh, Iron Man 2 poster with first look at War Machine. Haven't we seen War Machine's first look about eight times now? Yeah, yeah he no was kidding. at Comic-Con. They, right. showed, they showed footage at Comic-Con. Serious footage, like him with a Gatling gun. And... Oh, I missed it, so. Oh, you did? It was yeah. cool. You had friends at the front of the line. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had our, our buddies from Ain't It Cool who I got to tag along in their interview with John Favreau. Who I work with Ain't It Cool, and I didn't even get involved. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever. So that was pretty cool. It was cool to meet him. You get to you stare know, at Scarlett Johansson's ass, right? I did get to stare at Scarlett Johansson's ass. It was, was like cool. you, Sam Rockwell, and John Favreau. <laughs> I was yeah, like we just seen Moon. Her. I just seen Moon, and Sam Rockwell's like wandering around. I would never wash my eyes again. No, <laughs> I haven't. So it's funny you say that. You know, I feel bad. The John Favreau IMDb photo is fat John Favreau, and John Favreau is this weird guy where it's just up and down with him. He's got to yeah. be doing damage to his body. No, how much it goes back and forth. No. he goes from like ripped to you. To rift, <laughs> I can't be healthy. Am I? Look, am I that bad? Tell me that. Am I that bad? Let me. Let me. Uh, no, no, that's like Jack. I'll, no, I'll, <laughs> I'll have to link dump that. What is that? Is IMDb Just profile IMDb, photo? Is IMDb photo? Okay. And then you know they have a little film strip here of all different photos of him. It looks like a different guy in every photo. Yeah. I remember seeing Elf in, when he was the doctor in Elf, and I was like, oh, man, Favreau, you've put on some weight. And you know what he looked his worst in, probably, was uh, the breakup. Breakup. Yeah. 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 He was bald and round. <laughs> it was not a good look for him. And then, like, he did some other thing with the Four Christmas one, or whatever that was, with Reese Witherspoon yep. and Vince Vaughn. And he was huge. Like, UFC, like, ripped again. Yep. Oh, yeah, that's right. That guy should That guy should do some kind of book. You know yeah. what he I mean? Looked, it reminds me he of, was uh, in Rocky Marciano. Yeah. Yeah. That reminds me of Sean Astin in uh, Fifty First Dates. <laughs> Sean, oh yeah, Sean Astin's role in Fifty First Dates is one of the funniest roles I've ever that seen. That weird lisp he has yeah. throughout the whole. Movie. He always had like the mesh shirts. On. <laughs> <laughs> He's fucking awesome in that film. And who would who would have known that John Favreau was going to turn out to be one of the best directors? No kidding. In the U.S., no kidding. I mean, he was he he didn't even direct Swingers. No, but it makes you wonder how much input he had. How much of that was him and how much of that was Doug Lyman. Doug Lyman, yeah. Yeah, Doug Lyman's done some other stuff. He did uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Mr. and Mrs. Smith's a great movie. Didn't he do The Born Identity, too? He did Born Identity, yeah. Yeah, He didn't do any of the other ones. And he did something that just came out that was not good, though. Oh, really? Uh, Oh, Jumper, right? He did Jumper. Oh, yeah, he did do Jumper. Yeah. Which I actually... It was okay. I watched that the other day, yeah. It was okay. It was all right. Samuel Jackson was not good in that No, Sam Sam Jackson was pretty rough in that one. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Okay. Go for it. Samuel Jackson is rough in a lot of stuff. <laughs> and he gets a lot of credit. Like, the internet seems to love Samuel Jackson. He wasn't good in Star Wars. No. He really was not good. No. Um, you just need one good, memorable, iconic role. And for him, it was Pulp Fiction. Yeah. And that has been, like, going along the entire time. He was, he, he was pretty good in Goodfellas. And Black Snake Moan. Black Snake okay. Moan, he was awesome. <laughs> All right, I take it back what I just said. Because Black Snake Moan, he was awesome. He was yeah, incredible in that movie. Yeah, we saw that. At, speaking of Ain't It Cool Again, this is yeah. going to be the theme for this podcast. We went to that butt numathon that year and, right. saw, and saw Black Snake Moe. And Craig, uh, what's what's the name of the director? He also did uh, Hustle and Flow. Craig something. Brewer, oh, Brewer maybe? Something We're like going to come full, full circle here because now, uh, what's his name from Hustle oh, and Flow is now yeah, yeah, out yeah. of Iron Man. Oh, yeah. And Don Cheadle is going to be playing. I heard he's out of Hustle and Flow too as well. <laughs> <laughs> Craig Brewer was the director. Craig Brewer, okay. Would, would you, and Terrence you... Howard is the name of the actor who played Rhodey in the first Iron Man, and right. now he's being replaced by replaced Don, Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle, Cheadle, yeah. Who's an awesome actor. Did not, you get not enough stuff? I think they, I tra- they traded up he was, with Don Cheadle. He had a good run though, where he was in Boogie Nights and Out of Sight or Out of Mind. Is that what it was called? What was that movie called? The J Lo movie. Out of Sight. Out of, out of Sight. sight. Mm-hmm. And he had a bunch of like a, a a period there where he had a bunch of high profile roles and then just 
you don't hear from him very often anymore. It's a shame. I think the last thing I saw him in was Hotel Rwanda. God, he was fucking good in that, yeah. though. Yeah. He was great in the Oceans movies, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, people hate those movies, but I, I like them. No, the second, hate, one, the second one was People wrong. hate Ocean's 12. Yeah, yeah the okay. first one was all right. Thir- the, the third one was okay, too. Yeah, 13 is actually really good. Well, I don't know if I'd say that, but it was... I dug it. It was better than 12, for sure. I just Pacino watched was great. an interesting Soderbergh movie the other day. I watched Girlfriend Experience. Oh, how is that? I've been meaning to watch that. I keep... It's really different, you know what I mean? And Soderbergh's really cool because he does stuff like highbrow, shitty shit, you know, or I shouldn't say highbrow, but like really broad stuff like the Ocean's 13 and Ocean's 12. Mm-hmm. They'll do that stuff. But then he turns around and just kind of does whatever he wants, like Bubble and Che, and Che, which, oh. <laughs> funny story about that, but um, oh. again, this girlfriend experience was pretty good. I mean, I haven't seen all of it. I watched some of it last night because yeah. I had to watch Dragon Ball Evolution with my kid. <laughs> and then I watched, How was that? To cleanse the palate, I started watching Girlfriend Experience. <laughs> I watched. I recently watched Land of the Lost with my kid, or about thirty minutes of it, until I realized that that is a gross, horrible movie for a four-year-old to watch. What is it? Land of the, Land Lost. Of the Lost. The, oh, the Will Ferrell one and yeah. Danny McBride's in there. There was a. There was a point in it where a mosquito lands on Will Ferrell and sucks all of the blood out of his body and the mosquito is his big it's like 80 pound balloon of blood and then he pops it and that was like that was the point I had to turn it off and I was like alright you probably shouldn't see this how do you get the blood back back in his body he drank he, it he didn't he just, <laughs> it's, it, that's fashion, inaccurate yeah it's not very it's <laughs> honestly not an accurate movie but it's also not a good movie yeah there, there can always be stuff in you don't realize when you're watching a movie with a kid and all of a sudden there's way just inappropriate surprise stuff surprise the shit out of you yeah, yeah. Not good. That's a shame. If only they had some sort of rating system. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Let us know. Like some kind of warning yeah. in the front of the movie. Yeah. In the case of taking your kid to see Astro Boy, like I did, you just realize, oh, this is inappropriate because this is fucking terrible. <laughs> and I'm exposing my kid to terrible, terrible stuff. He's a kid. He likes terrible stuff, right? He loved it. Yep. Absolutely loved it. Speaking of terrible, Gus and I both watched uh, Bruno this weekend. Independently. Independently. Again. Man, that movie what was What a piece of shit. Horrible. Really? Like, I thought, yeah. I, I, thought really? Maybe it'll yeah. be, I thought maybe it'll be half as good as Borat, and right. I'll be happy with that. No. No. It was like, it's, an, it's incredible that the same person could be involved in both of those films. Bruno was such a tragedy, travesty. Like, the narrative that they tried to, like, Ugh. weave into the story was just fucking terrible. Like, the Borat narrative wasn't great, and you realize they have to have some common thread, right? But the Bruno one was like, just it, atrocious. Yeah, but at least with the Borat one, they kept the narrative that they were trying to weave in there to a minimum. Yeah. It was just say way half, too much with Half Bruno. this movie was scripted plot, at least. Yeah. Really? Yeah, and not good. Not good. Some of the Borat narrative stuff was really funny. Like, when he introduces it was. his sister, that was funny. None of the narrative Bruno stuff was funny. Um... <laughs> No, 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 not really. Well, no. I, I didn't see it. I, I remember I left Borat, and I said, that movie's funny. Everyone's making a huge deal about what a new kind of comedy this is. Nobody will be talking about this movie in six months, and it's pretty much what happened. Yeah. No. When, when he makes his penis yell Bruno to the focus group, I actually laughed out loud. Oh, that, that was funny. Yeah. I laughed out loud at that, too. That was definitely funny. <laughs> there were a couple. There we go. Now they start laughing. <laughs> there were a couple. There were, there were on, there were a couple funny moments in it, but yeah. it wasn't worth it. Well, I heard the MMA scene supposed to be really really funny. It's not. It's scary. Okay. It's not funny. The, the thing at the end. I guess he's talking about the yeah the UFC. All right. Well, don't, don't don't. It's. I, I didn't find it funny at all. I found it kind of sad and terrifying. We okay. we caught a bunch of shit at the end of uh, the the podcast last week because Gus apparently. Just decided to drop a huge spoiler bomb about <laughs> Modern Warfare 2. No, fuck that. I mean, the game had been out for two weeks at that point. All, all bets are off. Well, I don't know if I agree with that. The Th- complaints that we got are that, hey, I'm 14 and I'm getting this game for Christmas. <laughs> I can't afford <laughs> to buy it right now. And you gave the major twist in, uh, in, that, in the storyline. 
It's a bad guy. All right. Oh, but hey, 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 hey. You gotta bleep that. <laughs> hey, hey mark it. the time. Uh, I got it. From here on out, let it let it just be known though that if you're gonna listen to the Drunk Tank podcast, you're gonna get spoiled. Yeah. At some point. Well, don't say that. That's not true. Oh, there's a possibility. You Wait, why are, why are 14 year olds listening to the Drunk Tank? Yeah, that's my point. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. The, the, this is some inappropriate language. Who the fuck are you kidding? It's on the internet. <laughs> that's true. Break. 14 year olds probably the oldest person listening to this. <laughs> Man, I I've been playing Left 4 Dead 2. That is. Awesome! I just got yeah. a press release from Valve this morning saying that they've sold 2 million copies of Left 4 Dead 2. In the 2 first, million in copies. The, in the first two weeks that it was out. That's Let's do some quick wow. math. Does that $60 include... a copy, 2 million copies... Quick, Jeff, what is that? $120 million. It's $120 million. Does, <laughs> Sorry. Like 120000 120, <laughs> <laughs> That's $18 billion. $1.2 billion. Divided by six. Do that... <laughs> carry the four. Do they... Uh, now, does that include PC and 360? Yeah, I think that was PC and 360. Okay. PC and 360. Yep, Jack, you wanna, but it doesn't include that? any of the uh, Black, and PS3, the Black Friday sales. Oh, it does not. No, shit. And I know like Best Buy was selling or Cyber Left Monday 2 for too, like thirty five bucks on Black Friday. Yeah, if I would have known Best Buy had Left 4 Dead two on sale for thirty five dollars, I would have bought a copy. Are you serious? They did. Yeah, yeah on Fuck. Friday. I had no idea. Wow, yeah. really? Brandon, I was at a Best Buy on Black Friday. Brandon had a journal about it. Speaking of going to Best Buy, I had a weird thing where. <laughs> Uh, I, um, yeah, like I watched Brandon on the site. I had a, uh, Griffin and I wrapping up Fable 2. I, I endeavored not to talk about Fable 2 in this podcast because it's weird that I feel like I spent a lot of time talking uh, and making comics about a game that's two years old now. Well, in your almost. defense, you do. But it's, it's true. <laughs> but so Griffin and I were wrapping up Fable 2 and we wanted to find something else to play. And I started looking around and, uh, the best thing I could come up with was Tales of Asperia, which is a multiplayer MMO that got really good reviews last, that came out last August. Got great reviews, so I went to Best Buy to buy it, and it was like the one game they didn't have at Best Buy. And I thought, that's weird, so I went to Game Crazy, and I asked the guy if he had it, and he goes, yeah, right, we can't keep that game in stock. And I was like, what? He goes, yeah, I don't know what it is about that game, but any time it comes in, new or used, it's gone immediately. We have people huh. call about it. He goes, I can call around to the other stores in town, but nobody's going to have it. This game is hard to find. I couldn't believe it. It was really weird. So I called the, games, uh, the GameStop on my house. They didn't have it either. So, weird. And this game's totally under my radar. Tales of Asperia, just really? a multiplayer uh, RPG, but uh, so I bought it on Amazon because Amazon has everything. But I thought it was really weird that in like all the major game stores in Austin, you can't buy that game, and it's Look, only a year old. Looks like it's decently reviewed. Yeah, I got an eight and a half on Gamespot, right? Yeah, and everywhere else I read got really good reviews too. Hmm. Namco Bandai. Yeah. Oh, very uh, anime looking. Yeah, for sure. I'm gonna. It's gonna be a. Are you, you going to start dressing up to come to work? No. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah, you want to wear a big sword on your back? Maybe. The, uh, so I was playing Fable 2 with Jeff because we were trying to get the doll catcher achievement, which <laughs> you want to talk about this? I mean, this can be embarrassing for both you and yeah, I. It's pretty but it's going to end up being more embarrassing for you, I think. Okay. Because we had to get together to trade dolls that you collect in Fable 2. Yes, last night we met on Xbox Live. Oh, you guys actually dolls. met? I guess yes. you were yelling at each other about that. What? But not being able to meet up online. Like, you, you claim that you'd never played online with Jeff, or at least not, not recently. I, right? If I ever get online, I never see Jeff online. I remember why, when we were doing this last night through this process, I remember why Bernie and I don't play online together. I can't join an Xbox Live party with Bernie. Nope. I can't play games with Bernie. Nope. Anytime I try to, I have this problem. Now that you mention that, I used to have that problem also. But yep. since I've moved and gotten the new ISP, I've not had that problem at all. What's your ISP you have now? Um, I switched to Grande. Remember, we played yeah. that Left 4 Dead 2 game, and I can hear you now, and I can, I can party with you. Yep. Bernie it's, had to, it's Time Warner. Bernie had to switch Xboxes, and then we were fine. I'm going to switch. It I was like switch. it was probably a half of an hour just to get into a game together and a party together Yeah, wow. on Fable 2. Fable's got a weird thing where if you're playing Fable 2 and your friends are playing Fable 2 as well, they just appear in your game. 
They're just wandering around. It's it's a representation of them. It's a orb that floats around with their icon on it. It's but you don't cool. have to join their game or anything like that. That's cool. You it's pretty have... cool. But if... Microsoft tends to do that with their first party stuff. Like with yeah. the like Halo Three is the only game that has like the extra menu stuff. Have you noticed that? Yeah, the party yeah. detail. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, I wish they did that more often. You know, I, I agree. I picked up Fable Two last night because you fuckers talk about it so much. <laughs> hey, it's working. I noticed Knuckles playing it the other day. I've seen that Gavin is about is about to start playing it. Did you? Where did you pick it up? Huh? What do you mean you picked it up? Like I, you bought it? I bought it. Yeah. You know, it's a playing. game on demand. Yeah, I realized that after I bought oh. it and got home. I was like, wait, I was like sitting down in my house. I was like, wait a minute. I could have just downloaded this game. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, I think it's way better because you don't have to switch out the disc or anything like that. Yeah. I love that game on demand. I hope I hope the next Xbox platform, I hope that's entirely downloaded games. Me too. I'm, I sure, really do. I'm sure GameStop does too. Yeah. <laughs> this portion of the podcast brought to you by GameStop. Brick and mortar stores. Um, <laughs> so we got in the game and I interacted with Jeff and was trading the dolls with him. And what what do these dolls look like? You're playing they look like, they look like heroes dolls. in the game. They're like a four-year-old's doll. Yes. Okay. And you have to... And here's the way it works, is that there's heroes in the game, and their main characters in the plot. You get dolls that are specific to your game. Like, I got the Hammer doll, and Hammer's a character in and the I, game. I got the Reaver doll. Right. And your game, you will only get certain dolls, so you have to trade with other people in order to get this achievement. So it's really unique, and it was fun just to go through the experience of getting that achievement, because I've never had another one like that. Yeah. Well, another thing that you can do is that while you're interacting with the person, you can go in and check their stats as well, like what they've done in the game. So I decided to check Jeff's stats to see <laughs> how long he'd played and what he'd done. Jeff, how many times do you have to have sex in the game to get that achievement? 25. Okay. Jeff's had sex 78 times in the game. <laughs> Would you like the breakdown of how Jeff has had sex in the game? Absolutely. Yes, please. 25 times he's had marital sex. 32 times he's had unmarried sex. 36 times he's had sex with prostitutes. <laughs> to be so fair. The 25, <laughs> the 25 married sex. That was your obligatory sex. To, be, yeah. to be fair to Jeff, I only play with Griffin. And that's all Griffin. I'm just I'm like what's called her henchman, where I join her game, and then I so just do just whatever watch. Griffin does. <laughs> yeah, and go like, well, here's part the prostitute thing is like this. We, I read about the achievement, and then we went out. And we had sex with like thirty prostitutes, and the achievement never popped up. And then I realized you couldn't do it with a prostitute; you have to do it with your marital partner. So then we had to go and have sex twenty five times with her husband while I watched, <laughs> which is weird. So. That's why about fifty, about sixty of those were as a result of trying to get so, one achievement. Were you behind a wall with like a little hole cut <laughs> out watching? I was in the closet. If, if one of you has sex twenty five times, then both of you get the achievement. Yeah, we both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the cool thing about that game is you have to get the achievement yourself or see someone else get so it. So can you both play as heroes, or does one of you have no. to be here and the other hand? If we both played, if we had two boxes and two get copies of the game, then we could both join as heroes yeah. over Xbox Live. But we played local, so sh- I, it was her hero and my henchman. I see. Once again, we're going way too in-depth about a game yeah. that's yeah. been out for a year and a half. But you can also join as a henchman with your save and get experience and all that. So when you go back... Yeah. Oh, well, that's cool. Yeah, so you can go back and you can get gold and experience. I'm asking because I'm sure my wife's going to get into it. And I need to yeah, so she'll start sleeping with the prostitute. So you just both create an account, use her account as the hero, and then you just be her henchman. Okay. Lego Indiana Jones 2. Yeah, what's up? That's I, what you should play. You I were asking it. last week what you should play with your wife. Just play that. I have it on my desk right now. It's just a fun, goofy, smashing game. And I'll play it. You should play it. All right. Although it does have parts of it that are... The, the Lego series is weird. The Lego series has always has like one achievement in there. Like, do this, do that, you know, complete this, get 100% in the game. 
And then there's always one achievement. It's like, just play the game again. Like, yeah. play the game in this particular way, and there's a quick play mode, and you have to go through and play every level on quick play. That's kind of annoying. Especially after it. you've played all the other levels and after multiple you... times to find collectibles and shit. Exactly right. I mean, I think Lego Star Wars 2, the complete one, because I play this with, with Jack, uh, my kid Jack, and um, we had to play through that game, I think, five or six times That's completely to, to get all yeah. the achievements. Do you know how many hours that was? No, I don't know, but it doesn't matter because replay is entirely different to, to kids. Yeah. I mean, Jack just loads it up and plays it all yeah. the time, you know? A yeah, level like, a level's probably ten minutes, though, and there's six levels per episode, six episodes, right? Yes. So. On, the, on the flip side of that, I just finished Dragon Age Origins, and I think to get all the achievements in that game, it, you need, like, a minimum of three playthroughs. Really? Uh, like, 50 hours of playthrough. Yeah, um, I, that's the same with Tales of Asperia. I'm going to be interested to see if we can make it through. A thousand point that game, three playthroughs, they say it's about 130 to 150 Jesus. hours. Yeah, I just thousand pointed Assassin's Creed two. First time I've uh, thousand pointed a game in a while. What was the last game before this one? Maybe Godfather two. Honestly, really? Yeah, wow, it's been it's been a while. Oh man, oh. I've done I've done a few arcade games, but no full retails. So. Yeah, I was very proud of that. So you liked it though, Assassin's Creed two? I liked it a lot. Are you gonna go back and play the first one? Um, maybe. Is, is that on Games on Demand? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe if it is, I might. I don't know if I want to go out and buy it. You could probably borrow it. I'm sure we all have copies. I think that. Jan. Has my copy of Assassin's Creed. Dude, fucking, fucking Dan, Dan has Dan. my copy of Assassin's Creed and Mass Effect. Dan has my copy of a bunch of things too. Now that you mention it, God damn it! Fucking that son of a bitch. We gotta get. We gotta go over to Dan's house and get our games back. I gave him like eight games. And I don't even remember what they are. Yeah, I think we met. Remember we had dinner with him a couple weeks ago, and he was supposed to bring my games back, and he didn't. Yeah. Yeah, I loaned my brother-in-law a bunch of my older games. Actually, I got. I uh, I started playing Portal. Because we had our Achievement Hunter community playdate thing oh, last right. Friday. And I went out and bought uh, the Orange Box, which I'd never had. And uh, after our, our playdate, we, we, I started playing Portal by myself. And that game's a lot of I fun. I can't believe with all the hype you had never played wow, it. you'd never played I, it? No. That never, seems weird to me, too. Yeah. I just never had the game. It's like, all right. It's totally your kind of game, too. Oh, totally. Like, that's that's like, I, I've had a great time. I'm, I'm three achievements away from perfecting that, or at least the Portal section of Orange Box. So I heard about this new game, Space Invaders. Yeah, a lot of fun. <laughs> a lot of old games being talked about today. Apparently, yeah. yeah. I'm looking forward to Pac-Man. <laughs> I'm going to work my way up to that. Is there anything coming out now? Yeah, Between yeah. now and Christmas? Saboteur. This, this week, the Avatar game comes out, and then next week, Saboteur. <laughs> I, I don't know how I feel about Avatar. I think the game looks okay. I'm excited for Saboteur. Yeah, me too. How, you know what? I mean, isn't that going to kind of spoil the movie if people are playing the game a month before the movie comes out? If it's out? anything like the Up game, probably not. Yeah, right. Yeah, you wait for the giant snake have. scene? Yeah. Or Ratatouille. Ugh. Yeah. They, they normally have, like, other stories. <laughs> Ratatouille ruined the movie in a totally different way. That game was so bad. Pretty bad. I, 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 okay, I was so mad at that game. I, I 1,000, I 1,000, 1,000 it. Because I wanted to know I never had to touch the game again. I, like, I wanted to know I can wash my hands with this game and never see so it So what again. was so bad about that. Thousand Pointing it? It, it, was, like, it was so difficult. Like, there were certain things that were so impossible to do. I, would, yeah. I would literally got to the point of frustration and throwing controllers. And it's a kid's game. It's like platforming stuff. And a big thing I think that I remember as being difficult is you had a thing where like, you get a little umbrella, like a little drink umbrella because you're a rat. And you would use that to kind of parachute from one part of the level to the other. But you were drifting, and you didn't have a whole lot of control over it. Like, that kind of thing. And you're trying to land on a little platform while you're drifting halfway across the map. And, oh, you missed it by a pixel. 
spend the next ten minutes getting back yeah, into the position. And where you they can also try it again. they had space like, chimps is kind of like they, they had like a hundred collectibles at each level. And there were a few, like, the first time I played it through, I missed one collectible. I found it and couldn't get to it. Right. I could see it, and I could do everything up to that point, but I literally could not get back to it. Why not? It was a it was a mission-specific thing where, like, right. you had to hit a certain thing, and it would make a fan turn oh, on and move you. fuck. So you had to start a new playthrough? I had to start a brand new playthrough all over again. And the collectibles don't carry over. Oh. So you had to just start over. Yeah. From scratch. Oh, that fucking sucks. Yeah, exactly. It, it made me so mad, but I'm, I, I, like, it, it brought me to the point where I had to thousand. So you don't recommend like this game? Not at all. Well, okay. what's gonna suck is I now I have to spell ratatouille in the fucking intro. <laughs> <laughs> you know that should be that should be one of those guidelines for achievements that if you have a collectible, that there's a point after the game which you can go back absolutely and just get everything. Yeah, and it doesn't like it. Even Fallout has that where there's one of those bobbleheads that if you don't get it. During the mission, you can't get it. I thought there yeah, were two. There's actually. a few others you can fuck up too. Like if you blow up Megaton, you lose a bobblehead. Oh, is that true? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. That's not good. Yeah, I, I got. I, the... I think that's the whole reason uh, Finch had to start like his fourth playthrough of Fallout. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, I gotta get. They're back done, to right? Yeah. No more yeah, DLC. They're done. Mothership Zeta was the last one. They, I think Fallout New New Vegas is supposed to come out next year. Oh, that's right. That sounds cool. Yeah. yeah. So that's a brand new game. Yeah, it's, but it's, it's not a not, Bethesda game. It's not developed by Bethesda. Yeah. Huh. Really? But, but they're overseeing the development. Yeah. So what's Bethesda working on right now? Um, That's a good question. Wet 2, maybe? <laughs> Oblivion 2? Or Elder Scrolls 5? No, who knows? Is that what it is? That would, that's what it would be. Yeah. You know, at some point, I tell myself I'm going to go back and Same play here. Oblivion. But Same I'm here. glad you guys are playing Orange Box, because I have a thousand points in that, and that was probably one of the hardest games to totally complete. Yeah, I got totally... Totally sucked into Team Fortress when we played that that uh, achievement. That was a lot of fun. It was a ton of fun, and I am gonna go back and. There's only 17 achievements in Team Fortress 2, but I'm gonna get every one of them just just because it's a blast. Just thank God that they don't have any of the achievements from the PC updates. Oh in, yeah, in the 360 because those are bad. those are impossible. Hmm. Like I think one of them is to get 30,000 damage points in one life as a heavy. What? Wow. Or something like that. It's an, it's a ridiculous amount. Good lord. Maybe, maybe it's 3,000. It's the equivalent of killing, like, 30 or 40 people, though. Yeah. Which Gus, is difficult. Jesus. Gus, did you see the uh, the link on Kotaku today about the guy who has all the achievements in World of Warcraft? Or there's one guy who's perfect at World of Warcraft, other than the Feats of Strength. Mm, okay, I was going to say Feats of Strength. No, I did not see yeah, that. Yeah, he's actually he's missing one achievement, but there's a glitch where he gets an additional achievement. Like, he has, like, 195 of 194. So it like it makes up for it, but it shows that he's got perfect on his achievements. Uh, yeah, it's, wow. a, it's a Korean player. Yeah. I wow. I didn't think that was possible. <laughs> yeah. now, apparently, no one else did either. Yeah. But I this guy made it possible. I don't. I don't believe it. <laughs> See, this is this is the thing too. Where oh, it, it, he's Taiwanese, not Korean. Oh, I'm sorry. You're so racist. <laughs> I know. I, I know. Terrible. Pardon me. Uh, let's see stats. Blah blah blah. Taiwan's not even in Asia, Jack. <laughs> the uh, um, well, this is the thing too. We talk about. By the way, I know Taiwan's in Asia. Before I get about that, that's a joke. Um, this is the thing, though, about achievements and anything video game related. We always talk about this, Jeff, is that when you can talk about it all day and how proud you are of stuff that you've done, but the moment you hear about somebody who's done something that's better than you, you're like, man, eh, whatever. Yeah, absolutely. I don't no, believe I just, it. I just, guys, a cheater. Bullshit. <laughs> cheater. No, I didn't think there was an end to the achievements in a while. That's why. Like, I thought there was always more that could be tacked on. Uh I'm trying to pull up the story, but it's just not loading. It's okay. like any time I see somebody that has more Gears 2 achievements than I do, I'm just like, black box, cheater, banner. Are, are you going back to Halo and trying to perfect all of the Halo games now because what? of Waypoint? Oh, I'm pretty close as it is. I have only need like uh, five achievements in Halo 3, and then I'm pretty far you back. You perfected on. Halo Wars, right? 
No, 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 no. I have like 500, 400 points in Halo Wars. Yeah, oh, right. wow. I got a ways to go in Halo Wars. And then I got to finish out ESP as well. Listen to some of his achievements in the heavy pack in the PC version of Team Fortress 2. Okay. Heal 1,000 damage with medkits in a single life, which a single life is 100 points yeah. is what you have. Um, kill an enemy with a taunt. What? Uh, kill 20 enemies with a medic assisting you, and neither of you die. How can you kill an enemy with a taunt? Taunts don't do damage, do they? <laughs> I guess they do. I guess maybe they do a little bit of damage. Huh. Um, fire $200,000 worth of minigun rounds in a single life. I don't even know what that means. Uh, kill 50 enemies within three seconds of them attacking your medic. Take 1,000 points of damage in a single life. So wow. 10 lives worth of damage in one life. That's wow. brutal. I guess that goes along with that medic achievement. Yeah, if you, have, so. if you have a healer on you. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, so, that's nuts. That's yeah, there's 35 stuff. of them, by the way. Speaking of... 35 just heavy achievements. Speaking of Team Fortress, uh, Valve, uh, uh, like, DLC achievements, uh, do, do you guys think Orange Box is ever going to get DLC? No, I don't think it will. Hmm. I think there was... I think Valve's having a changing philosophy in that I always heard that Orange Box was not going to get DLC because Valve was not allowed to put out free DLC. Sure. And that went against their personal philosophy. And yet, I heard that, but they have... Left for Dead paid DLC. Yeah. But uh, I guess Orange Box is just never going to get DLC. Maybe in five years when Half-Life 2 Episode 3 comes out. <laughs> yeah. yeah? Well, they released Portal as a separate DLC, or as a separate game, right? No, it's a different game. It's a different game. It's got more levels. It's almost like the original Portal with DLC on it. Uh, yeah. I forget. I forget what it's called. It's called Still, Still Alive. Still Alive. Yeah. And that's an arcade game that you okay, can Okay, so, so as opposed to just the 19 levels, there's actually more. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. I, you and, know and what? The achievements I, are different. One of those arcade games that I bought and then just never loaded and played. Oh, really? Yeah, I still haven't bought it yet. It's one of those ones that's on the list I mean to get around to someday. How tough is the 18 gold medals in Portal? Uh, I didn't do it. Bernie has. It's, Apparently, it's fucking tough. Very <laughs> difficult. I, really? I seem to remember getting 1,000 kills in Team Fortress 2 was the long part of that. Um, and the other big achievements were some in Half-Life about carrying the gnome all the way through the game. That was very fun. And then there was one about playing an entire episode of Half-Life 2 with only using one bullet. And How about episode one? Is it episode one? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you have to use it to shoot a lock off. And that's it. That one bullet. And then the, 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 the last thing, the very last thing I did was getting the gold medals in Portal because I liked that game. And I thought, oh, I'll just save that to the last. And that was fucking impossible. <laughs> You took a long time. It took a very long time. What if you missed the lock in Half-Life 2 Episode yeah. 1? Can you reload a save, or do you have to like start I, all over? I, I, I think you reload a save. How far in is the lock? I think it's like a third of the way through. Oh. I remember Bernie uh, Bernie sitting at his desk and watching YouTube videos of people doing the gold medal runs on Portal and trying to like frame by frame it because they were moving so fast he couldn't understand what was happening. Yep. And also bitching. He was like, that's obviously PC. You can't move that fast in the Xbox. <laughs> this is impossible. Yeah. <laughs> so the, to get a gold medal, what is that? You have to like complete the course in a certain amount of time? There's different stuff. There's um, there's fewest portals. There you go. There's uh, uh, least steps. Yeah. Which I, I that sounds tough. And then uh, quickest. And it's like speed. Mm. And then it's it's those three, four, six levels. Gotcha. I think that is that right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. How many of them have you done, Jack? I've done. I, I I did the portal one for the first level just to see what it was. Okay. And I think I got I think I got a silver on it even then. So yeah. And I thought I thought I like couldn't do any better. So. Obviously, I can. The least amount of portals is more of a puzzle one. The other ones are just FPS, Twitch skills of I'm through a portal, 
Now I fire another portal, and I have to remember if I came into a red portal or came into a blue portal, and I fire the opposite one so that I don't ever touch the ground. Right. The, le- the least steps one is hard. It's probably the most frustrating to you because time makes sense, least amount of portals makes sense, but the way in which the game measures a step isn't always consistent. Like if you're running a distance, it's less steps, and if you're walking... It's more steps. Oh, wow. And then also, if you're running and come to a stop, sometimes you take an, an extra step uh. that you don't mean to take. And sometimes uh, – anyway, I'll, I'll talk to <laughs> you about it later. All right. But the measurement of how what a step is, a little tough. Doesn't Sarge have a line like that, re- recreation, where Does he, he says uh, a step oh, is an exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. standard unit of measurement? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, did you hear that uh, Daytel is thinking about suing Microsoft? I did, yeah. I Let's, guess over those uh, memory units that you guys bought. They make those third-party memory units. They got locked out of um, Xbox 360s, and now they're they're upset about it. No, they are suing them. It's not they're, they're not thinking, are they? Oh, uh, they actually are. I thought so. Yeah, a lot, think, of, a lot of people suing Microsoft. The, the story <laughs> I read a couple days ago was before. I guess they had officially done it. But yep, they're uh, they're upset that third-party peripherals are locked out. Let me read you something from Code Junkies, which is the Daytel site. Which okay, is they're about like what what. Code Junkies is about. Okay? I think Code Junkies was a show on Adult Swim. Code Monkeys. Uh, I did a voice on that. Did you really? Yeah. yeah. So now you have another celebrity friend. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the web's number one destination for video game cheats and much, much more. Code Junkies is the official home of Action Replay, the world's best-selling cheat system. So you can always expect to see great codes and saves for the latest great games as soon as they're released. You can buy Action Replay and many more cool game-enhancing products at our 100% secure online store, Code Junkies Direct. So, I don't really care that Daytel got shut off. I don't even care that I owned a Daytel memory card and it's useless now. Yeah. I mean, this is a site where they want to push... Cheating. Yeah, when, and that's the About section. I just read the About page of CodeJunkies.com, when, which is when the they download made, site for Daytel. When they made their official response, like the Daytel founder made his official response, he didn't mention any of that. He only mentioned, you know, trying to offer more capacity, extra functionality, and... Uh, and uh, better value, like, I, more I, things that are more reasonably priced. I agree with the capacity thing. So, I mean, 512 megs is your max right now. We talked about this last time I was on the podcast. Yeah. And it's it's ridiculous. Why is there not a 4-gig memory card that I can get for 50 bucks? Maybe it's on the way. Is it, this do you site, know something I don't know? No. This is authored by – they need more room on the hard drive, I think, before they need anything else. Make sure you tune into CodeJunkies.com every day to receive your daily dose of game-busting cheat codes and game saves. Game saves. I mean, cheats. Yeah. And game saves. Why would anybody support these people for doing this? No. It's going to ruin the system. Of course, of course Microsoft is going to shut them I down. I feel bad that we have that memory card now. I didn't realize that's who it was. The Daytel? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you could, I mean, you could we, we're actually a bad example because we're the example that they use of why they should be allowed to do it. Well, people just want more storage. It's their hardware. They should be able to do what they want to with it. But we, you and I agree, Jeff, that people should not be allowed to cheat on the system. No. And we appreciate that Microsoft will go out of their way to cut someone off at the pass. They have to. They it have to. It destroys the integrity of the system. And why does a company like Daytel think that they have the right to ruin someone else's platform? Why, why do they have a right as a business to be able to do that? Yeah. They don't. So I, don't, I couldn't imagine anybody would support this lawsuit. And I don't think Microsoft will settle out of court for something like that. <laughs> no, I hope not. Let them sue. Oh, what happened with your uh, the lawsuit you guys are jumping into, the patent one? We're not jumping in. First of all, <laughs> <laughs> we are not jumping into any lawsuit at all. Somebody on, I think from a Slashdot forum member, 
contacted us and said, would we be interested in helping? And they pointed out to us and, and directed us to the slash dot thread. We have not been oh, contacted. I, th- I thought you were contacted by someone working on no, the case. No, no, oh, no, okay. no, no. no. The EFF it put out a call for people who own patent or own the patents to podcasting, which we clearly do. So <laughs> clearly, so the people from so one of the readers from Slashdot came to us and pointed this out to us and pointed to a thread where they were discussing red versus blue in that Slashdot forum thread. You know, that's one thing we've never done in the uh, the time we've been working together is uh, get involved in litigation. I think it's about time. <laughs> Fuck no, <laughs> we, we jump into that. You're buying a building. What was it Joel said yeah. last week? You know, you're a, a company when you get sued for the first time. <laughs> I hope we never become a company. Yeah, same here. <laughs> I'm gonna say quiet. Yeah, Bernie's twitching over <laughs> Under here. Under advisement of my lawyer. <laughs> well, like I said, if anybody wants to pay us for the patent to podcasting, we'd be happy to sell it to you. Absolutely. What, what do we settle on? Seven billion dollars. Twenty-seven billion. Twenty-seven billion dollars. We want two million copies of Left 4 Dead 2. That's what we want. <laughs> I think that's fair. I think so too. Uh, by the way, Left 4 Dead 2. I can't say enough. That game is really great. And if there's any complaints about that game not being Anything more than a DLC pack for the first game, that is absolutely incorrect. I don't know how you could draw that conclusion from playing that game. You spend 10 minutes in that game, and you can tell it's totally different. Right. Those levels are enormous. And awesome. They're great. There's a lot lot of cool things they did. Like the the dead center where you start in the building that's on fire. Dude, that's awesome. And you're like like scaling the side of the building to get around into the rooms. It's it's an awesome experience. Does it feel like it has more of a story than the first Left 4 Dead as well? Yeah, I think so. Yeah... I think the uh, the characters acknowledge Sita a lot more in their dialogue. Yeah, and then there's right. that thing. There's that yeah, thing hey, in the final yeah, cutscene. Yeah, yeah. Take it uh, easy. That's yeah, I haven't even touched the game. Brief. Yet, so. Take it but easy. But I'm not gonna mention anything. But there's a there's a whoa. They throw some stuff take out there that's kind Jeff. of interesting. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you want me to say it? I'll say it. I'm no, gonna, I'll I'll say it. Hey. I know you will. I know you will. Everyone. I just no, just me apparently. Uh, maybe Bernie too. It does have a very cool cinematic theme. The whole game. But I like the idea that there's no plot to that at all. That it's just – they should have named the game. Instead of calling it Left for Dead, which I guess they're left. They get left in the city. Is that what happens or whatever? They should just call the game Get the Fuck Out because it's all you do. It's just like we're just going to get the fuck out. Did, did you Have you done the commentary for Left for Dead 2 yet? Yeah, not for Left for Dead 2. I did one. Oh, okay. Well, they talk about in the commentary how they start each chapter point – with the vehicle that you escaped the previous chapter with. I did notice that when I played the second one. Yeah, because they said they were trying to, you know, make it more of a coherent story and weave all the chapters together. Well, that's what they did with the DLC for the first one, right? Was they linked two chapters? Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No Mercy in the... De- dead Day. Not De- Death Death Toll. Death Toll. Okay. Like, you can just imagine, too, that they're in the room and they're like, here's what's going to happen. We're in this room. We're safe. We're going to leave the city. We're just going to get the fuck out. That's it. You see something and you shoot it. Just keep moving. Keep your head down. You're gonna. You might see something on the ground, like a clue to what caused this infection. Fuck that. Leave yeah. that. Leave that <laughs> for somebody the, smarter than us. Leave that to the brainiacs. Yeah, we're not gonna try to solve this thing. We're not gonna try to cure it. We're not gonna try to find the source of the infection. Get the fuck out. Get to the chopper. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, one, that's one of the achievements, isn't it? Get to the chopper. Is it, uh, it, it, is it for, for completing? Um, you complete the final. Is it perish? Yeah, complete the final run of Parish uh, across the bridge into the chopper in less than three minutes. No, that's Bridge Over Trouble Slaughter. Oh, so what's the greatest achievement? Aim I too. think uh, get to the chopper just for completing that. Uh, oh, just story. just for completing yeah. it. Okay, it could be. Yeah, it's great though, man. I uh, I I really enjoyed it, and I noticed Gus has a screenshot as his desktop from the first Left for Dead, and it's from the I believe Blood Harvest level. Yep. Yeah. And what was interesting about that is that it's an older screenshot, and it's all in daytime. 
Yeah, it's, it's a good it's point. It's daytime, and it's got Francis when he was still, like, scruffy. Yeah, he had the big, like, scruffy beard. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they made a lot of changes back when uh, the original Lewis, the black guy in Left 4 Dead, he had dreadlocks. Oh, did he? I don't yeah. think I've ever seen that. I think, he, I think he had that in the very first cinematic, which you guys can now watch because it's on Orange Box. Oh, if, cool. If you leave the main menu on Orange Box up long enough, you get a trailer for Left 4 Dead, and all the characters are different. Really? Not all of wow. them. I think Zoe and Bill are kind of the same, but Francis and uh, Francis and Lewis are definitely different. That's cool. Huh. I, I love going back and watching old game trailers, like like the like the E3 announcement trailers, and to see how things have changed. Like the Brutal Legend trailer, the original Brutal Legend trailer is pretty funny. Oh yeah, I don't. Yeah, that. yeah. It's like like you know that was before they had Jack Black tied onto it and everything, and they still had some of the same whole ideas as far as the uh, the the character models, but it's radically different from what it ended up as. Huh. You know, I. Uh, when I first became aware of Bungie, the people who make Halo, uh, was when they put out the trailer for Oni. Yep. You remember that? Yep. It's when I and, first became aware of them, too. And major sections of that Oni trailer are not in the finished game. There were, weren't there animated portions of that trailer? No, 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 there weren't. Yeah, there's a whole section where she uh, fights like an Ed 209 robot. Not in the game. Not in the final game at all. Huh. And I remember thinking, oh, I can't wait to do that. I never made it all the way through Oni. Ed 209 would be the... Yeah. The big robot from RoboCop, yes. by the way. And it looked just like that. <laughs> Couldn't walk downstairs, if I remember correctly. It's, it's Achilles. I'm over here trying to locate the original de- design of the uh, survivors. There. I guess he doesn't have dreadlocks. He looks kind of like you see that? Do you see Gavin's journal where they had to change the cover art in England for Leopard 2? Yeah. That's that was a, pretty fun. The <laughs> Why? Because this is an insult to fuck you in England. So oh. it's like this now. It's like giving a peace sign instead of showing the back of the hand. What, what's, yeah. what's that character's name on the far left? Uh, Lewis. Lewis. Lewis looks sort of like Sam Jackson from Coming to America. When he when he breaks into the uh, the McDowell's. Let me see that. You know, those characters all look pretty cool. I wonder why they changed them. Uh, they probably wanted to look more like they were huh. Slice of Life. Sure, probably. That maybe they just, the, the infection just started. Yeah. There's some, some of that stuff in Left 4 Dead 2 where they start off not calling them zombies or trying to figure out what has happened. Yeah, and they also... In there, when they're talking, they introduce each other. Yeah, like in the elevator. In the elevator, yeah, they all introduce each other. Yeah, I like I like Lewis's final look. He's like the the disgruntled office worker almost. Yeah, it, it looks like a guy who's like, oh, I just dropped my briefcase and picked up a M16 and started shooting yeah. people. So yeah. like, sort of like Shaun of the Dead almost, like sort of like he just got off work and started beating people with cricket I was, bats. I was going to say falling down. Ah, good call, <laughs> good call. So Gus and I played Left 4 Dead too. The other day, and I made an effort not to be a bad player. No, it was good. It, <laughs> it, it, it was a pleasant experience. Like when we ended up on the same team, I thought, "Ah, oh, here we go." <laughs> Did, by the way, Bernie's always like Jeff and I never play video games online together. There might be a reason. That's, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. I don't. I don't. I, I get enough stress in the back office every day. <laughs> I don't take it home with me. I just don't see you online ever. <laughs> I never see you online. I think Jeff might make himself appear offline a lot. Oh, I appear offline. Yeah, but not to my friends, do I? Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Oh, really? During the, the Team Fortress thing we were doing, you were off the whole time. It was a pain in the ass for me. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. Is, is that what's going on? I have it set to appear offline, yeah. Because yeah. oh. that way, because, you know, half the time I'm playing, I'm a Capturing Achievement Hunter videos, and so I'm, anything I can do to lessen, like, screen pops that come up. You're so popular. Say, no, no, not at all. I'm not <laughs> saying that, but it's just like, it's distracting when you're making a video to have somebody... Send you a message. Can we just reiterate, Microsoft, please get rid of the friend notification or at least allow us to turn that off? Yeah. Every I, I want to say that every time I'm on the podcast, please get rid of that. Oh, and I'll continue to edit out Thank every you. time <laughs> you're on the podcast. Well, if I'm making more work for you, then that's cool. <laughs> Either way, it works. It's a win-win for Jack. <laughs> yeah. You guys remember a few weeks ago, maybe a few nope. months ago at this point, we talked about the kid who killed all those cats? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He is in court now. Really? Yeah, so they got a video of this guy going to court. Is he creepy? Does he look like Damien? Well, I'll say exactly what I said the last time. Looks like a normal kid to me. Just looks... Really? I don't see the photo of him and go, oh, yeah. Cat killer. Yeah. He's got a copy of Modern Warfare 2 in his hand. What does that mean? That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised with Infinity War. Look at this dude. Look at the bailiff in the background. That wow. guy's awesome. Yeah, but he's in his little, you know, red jumpsuit, you know, going into court and standing trial for killing, what was it? 300 cats or something? Jesus. Cats? How many cats did he kill? I don't remember. It's been a while. Yeah, he killed too many cats. It was a string of cats. Have you ever have you ever hit a cat with your car? Yes. It's the worst feeling ever. I did I I had I've I've, I've had cats my whole life and to kill someone's cat it it crushed me. I've never killed so, well, I had a mercy killing once when I was in high school where I saw a car hit a kitten and the cat was like flopping around on the ground, so I had to like it was brutal to watch, so I had to like literally stop in the street, back up, and and Whoa. cut. <laughs> what a <sighs> fucking downer! It that was is. heartbreaking. It was heartbreaking. Yeah, I felt terrible. How do you know the cat was gonna die? Because its neck was broken, and it was like How its head was on the ground, was and its is legs this from were the comfort it. of your steering wheel kitten, doctor's office kitten, that you made this analysis. Kitten gets hit by a car going fifty miles an hour; it's gonna die. No, it's not. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. it was. Get, there was blood everywhere. Hit by a it was car like that fucking, backs over. I it. had to stop and look at it. That cat was. Broken in like eighty places. It was. Rough. This is just getting it was better and better. Bleeding from the nose. It was fucking horrible. Let's go. Wow. Let's do. Let's do yeah. lunch. <laughs> um. So Dubai's in financial trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Who could see that coming? What, what they, do they owe, Gus? There's like sixty billion dollars, and they can't make their loan payments, so they're asking. I think they were what asking you, for a sixty billion. Time. That's nothing. What, what do you think a loan payment is on sixty billion? Uh, let me try to figure it out for you. Well, based on my mortgage, I would guess it's like two thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. I'll, I'll try, I'll try to figure that out for you real then. quick. Everybody's going to look at the amortization of it. Oh, yeah. How long is the loan for? You think it's just like a 30-year uh, fixed rate? I don't know. <laughs> I bet it's a little more complicated than that. $60 billion loan, you said? Yeah. Okay. I'll figure this out here. That, Dubai's where they have the, the big-ass tower, right? Like the, the tallest yeah, building the, in the, the world? Yeah. The Burj Dubai. Somebody that, pointed out that in um, Dubai they have debtors' prisons, which could be a very big deal for now people who uh, – are owing on $60 billion loans. Yeah. Man. Debtors' prisons, we don't have those in the U.S. I don't think they have them in a lot of places where you can go to jail for having debt right. and not paying it. In America, they just destroy your life in other ways. Before we get too far away from it, did you see the? have you seen the video of the guys base jumping off that tower? No. Like, uh, while, while they were constructing it, two, like two or three guys made it to the top and jumped off. Oh, really? Which is awesome. Okay, let's see. It's, it's actually, some people say it's closer to $80 billion. And it's trying to get creditors to give it a six-month standstill on $4 billion worth of debt. Let's say you had a $60 billion loan, okay? And let's say you were paying a 7% 7 interest rate, okay. a good commercial rate. You want it amortized over 30 years or 15 years? Probably 30. Let's do probably, 30. Let's do they, 30. They would probably do 30. They probably have a seven-year balloon payment or something like that. Your monthly payment on a $60 billion loan amortized over 30 years, 7% 30 years. interest. $399 million a month. What? <laughs> no way. Yep. Holy shit. You can, you can understand why that would be difficult to pay that off. What the so fuck? So let's say roughly $400 million a month. So you're paying $4.8 billion a year? Oh, yeah. Go well, figure. If you, yeah. and, God, that's like... That's a lot of money over 30 years. Let's try to figure out what you pay in interest over the course yeah, of your loan. Over, yeah. over 30 Wait, you years, got... that's, that's close to... Uh, hundred and forty-five billion dollars. So you got paying like eighty-five billion in interest. You got sixty billion in property to run out, though. So, 
Oh, <laughs> man. Wow. <laughs> I can't wait to hear what the actual interest is on that. I'm trying to get to it. So if we start in 2000, 12 payments a year, 30 years, let's go to payment number 355. Kids, call your parents. This is the, <laughs> yeah. the portion of the podcast they're interested in. <laughs> you will have paid in interest on the loan $83 billion at the end of the 30 years. In my head, I was only $2 billion off. That's pretty good. Is that right? Nice. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's just you know what a mortgage, so. Wow. Jesus. But that's not how commercial loans work. No, you know? no, no, it's totally different. But they get them other places. But it's fun to, to calculate like you're having a house, you know, <laughs> and what you would have. That to must pay. be an awesome house, though. <laughs> Sixty billion dollar house. Sixty billion dollar house. I don't know. I saw Sunshine. That's another movie. That oh, what would you think of it? And they talked about how they used every bit of fissile material in the world to make this bomb. This is a movie by Danny Boyle. I think it came out in 2007. Uh, sounds about right. And it it's Cillian got Murphy. Cillian it. Murphy, and it's about um, it has a dude from Fantastic Four in it too. It has a human yeah. torch in it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's the sun is dying, and this is the second mission that they're sending to restart the sun. The first mission, something went wrong. They don't know what, and they're going out there. It's almost like 2010 in a way, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Ba- basically sending a bomb into the sun to reignite it is what the theory is. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, actually, wow, that's a cool premise. I never did heard you, of this did you like it, Bernie? Uh, uh, yes, but it was way too heavy on visual effects. You think so? The Danny Boyle kind, where they just shake the camera. Yeah, and you can't you you can't see some stuff that you want to see. I saw I saw that movie about six months ago, and I thought that you would really enjoy it. I'm a sucker for sci-fi. Yeah, yeah. I'm I, a big time sucker for sci-fi. I, I, I saw that in a very very cool experience actually. When uh, EA flew me out to check out Dead Space, did Todd from Thirty Rock take you to see? No, <laughs> the the night before we we or the night before we watched all the Dead Space stuff, or we played the Dead Space the next day. They showed in the EA big theater in in San Francisco. They showed us uh, Evil Dead Two and then Sunshine. To like prep us for the next day to play That's like, Dead Space. It was when cool. I was in the army the night before I I qualified on my rifle for the first time, they showed us Full Metal Jacket. The army showed you Full Metal Jacket? <laughs> yeah. What, what, how really? Did, how did your sergeant <laughs> feel about that? I don't know. They were like to, to prep us for what to, for qualifying for rifles to pump us up. They showed us Full Metal Jacket. How, how did the fat guy who screws everything up think about that? <laughs> was he happy? <laughs> it's probably smart to do that. They probably just wait for the scene in the bathroom. You know, with uh, <sighs> with what's private? What's his name? Private Pile. Private Pile. pile. They wait for the scene in the bathroom. They they wait for Vincent the one Nofrio, guy. By the way, the one guy watching it who goes, "Yes, <laughs> pluck this guy out." There's like, a lot of that that goes on. By the way, people excited about it? No, no, no. Like scenes like what happened in the bathroom in real life. No, there's a lot of suicides and stuff, but there's also like a lot of blanket parties and that kind of shit. That was a pretty true to life movie. The first 45 minutes. I can't speak to the war stuff because I've never been in war. But yeah. man, it sounds like a commercial for the army. I want to join. <laughs> Your time in war was marked by pushing female reporters down and scrambling into uh, armored <laughs> personnel carriers. It's true. Have you guys talked about um, how the, the dude who does the, the army commercials, like the voiceover guy for the army commercials, is in Modern Warfare 2? No. What, what, Keith something? What's, his, what's that guy's name? Keith David. Keith David? He yeah, he's the arbiter. He, he's in a lot he of video games. But he does tons he does, of video games. Actually, Bernie and I went and saw 2012 the other day, and before the movie started, there was a like a three or four minute long ad for, I think it was the army. Mm-hmm. And all the fonts, like it was like, you know, Courage, like, you know, whatever. It was the Modern Warfare 2 font. Oh, really? Yeah. and uh, Smart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But Call that smarketing. <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't. I just, I just made that up. <laughs> but, yeah, you should try to get that domain. <laughs> smarketing. <laughs> but I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I felt that was, was kind of weird. It's smart. <laughs> 
I've been I've been playing a lot of Modern Warfare Two. Also, I've been like tempering my Left 4 Dead Two with uh, with some Modern Warfare Two. Have you played the uh... Marketing dot com is registered? Just so you know. <laughs> oh damn it! Have you played the uh, the co op mode? Um, no, I, 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 I played the first one. Then I realized it was way Dude. too hard, so I just played Spec Ops. Play co op. It's so much fun. Ugh. The was it the sixth mission? The, the sixth one where you were in the AC one thirty and I was running around. Is that is a unique gaming experience? Yeah, it is awesome. It was it was terrifying and and hilariously fun. Yeah, you remember you remember the level in Call of Duty Modern Warfare, uh, where yeah, of course you, we're doing the AC one thirty. Yeah, imagine that. Like I was in the AC one thirty playing that mission, and Jack was the guy on the ground nice. watching the bombs fall around him. Actually, I'm going to cut that video today. We'll do VO for it, so okay. that'll be up maybe in time for the link. One of the best cool. gaming experiences I've ever had. That that particular level. Yeah, tons of fun. Yeah, and that like you know sitting there watching Jeff just unload on bad guys from the air. And then like okay it's clear and then I'd run out and then I, I had a laser where I could actually point at stuff be like can you what's over there and he'd look and then just fire at whatever I was pointing at nice yeah, awesome. it was so cool it was really cool like I I, I want to go back and play that level again right now I know and then trade spots and then just shoot at Jeff <laughs> oops sorry Let me fire so Pete, I asked for topics for the drunk tank okay and so I've been reviewing a few of these you'll be happy to know Jeff that one of the first things that was asked about was I want to hear more about Jeff's playthrough with Griffin of Fable Two. <laughs> so are you D- serious? DMZilla, DMZilla asked for that actually. Oh, okay. Well, he, you know, he's I, a I, Microsoft crony though. Come I, on. I feel like I should. <laughs> how dare you? I feel like I should issue an apology because I quoted DMZilla without crediting him. Oh yeah, quote. what did you do there? Um, I talked about the Modern Warfare Two boycott, where people were playing Modern Warfare Two even though they were listed in the boycott group, mm-hmm. and you can see in the members list what they were playing. Right. And they were playing Modern Warfare Two, and he he said he was the one who said. This is why they don't take boycotts, online boycotts seriously, oh, or online right. petitions seriously, and he linked to it. So, And I said that – I had read that. I, thought, I think I credited Dig as yeah. I said that. And it was not. It was actually DMZilla. It was Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> With an ad DMZilla on it. Um, but the, people want to know the recipe for my jalapeno turkey. Basically, it's um, – I just take a turkey, a regular like 12 to 16-pound turkey. And the, the very, very, very important part of it is that you have to get all of the ice and water out of it. So you have to kind of dry it out with a paper towel and you know set it on the counter for like three or four hours even after you thaw it to make sure it completely dries out. Yeah, because then it'll splatter if you don't do that, right? Yeah, because I end up frying the thing in a big stock pot full of peanut oil. But I but it's before like a, it's like a flaming murder pot. Yeah, we had to <laughs> warn. The big thing is to warn all the kids because we had like ten kids running yeah. around for Thanksgiving and to warn them to stay the hell away from this. That would be a life-changing event to get 350-degree yeah. oil dumped on you. but uh, I think life-changing is an understatement. Yeah. Uh, that you, that was a Canadian PSA. You try to stress <laughs> out the kids, and you see the one kid, and you tell them, this is really bad. Don't get near this. And then they get that gleam in their eye, and they're like, look, you. Do not – look, you're, get inside. We're going to chain you to a post <laughs> on the inside of the house somewhere, so you can't come out here and screw with this thing. But uh, we inject – I inject uh, kind of this marinade with jalapeno in it all throughout the turkey, and then let that sit overnight – uh, before I completely thaw it out, and then I take it out, dry it, re-inject it again with this jalapeno stuff. And this time I took fresh jalapenos, sliced them, and put them underneath the skin of the turkey so it had like this nice like little jalapeno kind of design on that it. Was that, amazing. that was awesome, awesome dude. You could you did it on one half, yeah. right, because you didn't want to make it too spicy, but I would go the whole I'd go with the whole turkey. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, this little slice. I actually stole that from Anna, Matt's wife, because yeah. one year she put little bay leaves underneath the skin of the turkey in it. Look like something out of a Martha Stewart magazine. So I, I kind of you can't eat bay leaves though, right? You have to take them out. Yeah, you do have to okay. take them out. You can, why can't you eat bay leaves? You're not supposed to. Eat I bay think leaves. if you eat too many, it's poisonous. Yeah, they're just for flavor. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, poison flavor. Uh, and then you deep, I deep fry it, and 
frying a turkey makes it awesome, and it's not as greasy or gross as it sounds. No, it's just super tender. Yeah, I yeah. had I had your turkey once, and I I totally agree. I gotta reinforce that sentiment. Like I thought it would be like fried chicken. It's not. No, no it's, it's not. Just not at a all. tender, juicy turkey. Because the grease is like on the outside, and then you end up with turkey. You don't just sit there and just pick it up and chew it like you do with chicken. You know, you slice it. Mm-hmm. So you don't you don't you end up with the meat, not the skin and stuff like that. Although Griffin ate the skin with the jalapenos on it. Yes, he did. Yeah. Um, and it, it's really fast, too, because it cooks about three minutes a pound. So a 12-minute turkey takes about 65 minutes? A 12-pound turkey. 12-pound turkey takes about 36 minutes. That's that's fast. Yeah, and a, fast. a monthly payment of $399 <laughs> So that's my recipe. And so, the other thing they also the, – the big question people want to know is uh, what are good gifts for the holidays? You guys have any thoughts on that? I, I can think of a couple. The uh, Red vs. Blue Recreation RT Shorts <laughs> bundle, $30. The new shirts are actually really cool. Ask me the, about my zombie plan. We have a drunk tank the, shirt. The drunk we tank have a shirt. drunk tank shirt that's also awesome. Uh, the the comic year one through three bundle. You know, this podcast is brought to you by the drunk tank t-shirt. <laughs> that's true. Have you seen uh, the Penny Arcade, the the like the professional gaming shirts? Have you seen those? Yeah, first party. First yeah. party. That's it's a really cool idea. Did you see? Uh, you might not notice. I don't know if you looked at their uh, their website for that, Bernie or Jeff. But Great things they, to buy they, after you buy Red vs. Blue yeah. Creation <laughs> and RT shorts on they, DVD. They had cranky modeled their first party stuff. Oh, did they really? Really? Yeah, on their on their website. You know, I got a. He's not cranky anymore. No, no. He's actually a pretty happy guy. Yeah, now that he hasn't worked for, for a couple like of two years. years. He's, a, he's, a, he's a cool guy. Yeah. Someone, one of the guys in your uh, journal thread here talk, wanted us to talk about Blu-ray movies we would recommend, which made me remember that I bought Star Trek on Blu-ray uh, oh, the other so day good. when it came out. <laughs> that, that movie's incredible. I've watched, <laughs> I think I've watched it five times since I got it. Really? It looks so good, too. And it's got like a separate disc with just uh, like bonus feature stuff. And they showed a lot of like you know the real life locations they used for interiors of ships. So like for the Kelvin, they used in a, I guess the Long Beach power plant, and uh, for the interior of the Enterprise, they used a Budweiser brewery. Really? Yeah. So like that's oh, yeah. why like when Scotty's like in the tube with all the liquid, those are big brewery tanks you see all over the place huh. behind them. And like Uhura's desk is in front of like a big tank where it's like forty one degrees where they chill the beer. That's awesome. That's funny. Smart. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and they just put like decals on the tanks. That must have floor. been that must have been fun, like being the the set designer that got to try to figure out where to film this stuff and just take tours of factories. I would just imagine they built everything. Yeah, yeah I that's what I yeah. thought also. And then like I went back and watched the movie after I saw that. I was like, that's totally a power plant, or that's totally a brewery. How yeah, come you... I didn't see this the first time through? Now you've ruined it. For yeah. Everybody else, it's, it's it's really weird to see it. Yeah, there's there's a bit on the bonus features that of the uh, the ain't it cool screening they did with Leonard Nimoy. And uh, what's his name? When, when they were showing, they 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 said they were going to show Wrath of Khan, mm-hmm. and then surprise, here's Leonard Nimoy, and here's the first screening of the new Star Trek movie for the world, and like some of that stuff's on that on the bonus. Oh, cool! I, I might not have seen that yet. I'll have yeah. to keep. It, it's a lot of stuff. Yeah. I have to keep watching. Actually, yeah. ne- next weekend I'm going to Buttonumathon, so I'm excited about that. Oh, you got in? Yeah, I got in. What are they showing? Any idea? Uh, well, you got to figure. Uh, Sherlock Holmes comes out like two weeks after Buttonumathon. The Guy Ritchie Sherlock Holmes? Yeah, the okay. new one. Um, so well, that's, there's two. that's a definite possibility. There's two? There's, there's a Sasha Baron Cohen Sherlock Holmes coming out as well. Oh. Really? Yeah. Oh. Well, the, this, this would be the Guy Ritchie Downey one. Jr.'s in the Guy Ritchie yeah, one, Yeah, right? yeah, the Jude Law Guy Ritchie one and uh, Rachel McAdams. And then Avatar is coming out the week after, so we might get that early. Um, Expendables is a possibility because he's good friends with Stallone. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I'm excited. Cool. Well, Hopefully we won't end with Shay too. Are you, uh, are you not going this year, Bernie? <laughs> no, no, no. I can't off. handle it. Yeah. 
I went two years in a row. You went. You went to probably the worst button on a thon. I don't. That was the last one you went. I don't to. think I could do it. even on the best try. I don't think I could do it. I just. I'm, I, too, I'm too impatient and fidgety. You have to admit when you're not man enough for something, and yeah. I am not man enough for the button on a thon because 24 hours of sitting in one seat. I yeah, just, we should we should explain what button on a thon. Yeah, is. there's there's people who would rather have that seat and would appreciate it more than I do, and I liked it. I just don't. I, I I'm not capable of it, and I have to admit that. Yeah. I couldn't. I don't have the attention span for that. Harry has a birthday party where he throws a 24-hour movie marathon, and it's amazing the films that he gets for this thing. Where the year that I went, the first year that I went, um, they had uh, 300 about six months before 300 yeah. was out in theaters with, with some Tim graphics and stuff towards the end. Yeah, there wasn't even completed visual effects. And Black Snake Moan, that's where you and yeah. I saw that, and then Rocky Five. Um, and so it's it's a lot of fun, and if you can get in, there's a large application process that you have to go through. Hey, it was 9,000 people for 200 seats. Did Count 3D get in this year? I don't I know. I don't think so. Because uh, he, yeah. he got to go last year. He yeah. probably would have made a journal about it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited, though. That's why you have that uh, bald picture of yourself as your profile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, website, yeah, because right? uh, this year it's it's BNAT 11, and, and Harry is turning 38, so it's 1138. So everyone's supposed to submit a photo of themselves uh-huh. bald from like THX one one three eight. Wow, really? Yeah. So that's, that's why involved. Yeah, and so uh, like the the poster this year is made up to look like THX one and one three eight, and that was the whole idea behind it. Like we're all getting badges with our names and our photos on them and stuff. Yeah, they've gone they've gone all out. Cool. Yeah, I'll let you know how it goes next weekend. Awesome. One year and they give away stuff too. One year we got everyone in the theater got an HD DVD player. Oh, that's the first year you went, right? No, the second year you went. Second year I went, yep. They mm-hmm. just gave us yeah. all HD, which in hindsight, maybe. Not so <laughs> and, then, and then the next month, HD DVD players were discontinued. Pretty much. <laughs> it was almost immediately. What if you went in December, and I think the next January is when they, they stopped. Mm-hmm. Man. Whatever happened with that, that the uh, the HD DVD for Terminator 2 they showed us? Remember that? We got, we got, we had a demo. Like someone from, the, I guess, the HD DVD collective or whatever came out and kind of was speaking the praises of HD DVD and why this is the next step forward. And they showed us a, a HD DVD being worked on. It was a new Terminator one. And it was actually really cool. They showed some neat features. Terminator Salvation? No, 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 no. Terminator 2. Oh. Well, that, that's that's available on Blu-ray now, so they must have... I'm sure they moved it. I'm sure they moved it over to you think, you think it's everything yeah. we saw? Yeah, they showed like cool stuff. Like when you're watching the movie, some people put in infographics that pop up. I think they showed us Miami Vice as well. Yeah, yeah, that was the thing. And uh, it was pretty cool. But I have to say, I bought that Sony 3. Or Sony PlayStation 3. Um, it now is just my Blu-ray player, and i got to say it's worth it. Really? Blu-ray is Blu-ray's awesome. It is by far the cleanest-looking image that I've ever seen from anything. Yeah. I should lend you that uh, Star Trek uh, Blu-ray. Yeah, I, it, I'm on Netflix Blu-ray now, so I'll just get it okay, through there. Yeah, it's fucking, it looks gorgeous. I, I'm really surprised by it. Like last night I watched Sunshine and everything. It's it, when, the, when the logo, like the Warner Brothers logo comes up, Nothing looks that good. Really? HD cable doesn't look that good. Movies that I've downloaded, even through my Xbox, so they like, just don't look that good. Yeah, it, it, you know, HD streaming. I've used the new Zoom Marketplace, the you know 1080p on demand, and it looks great. But then you look at it next to you know physical media, and does it, it look different. better than HD DVD did? Because no. when we because uh, it's, it's comparable. Because when they came out, we did a bunch of tests in the office, and we all agreed that HD DVD looked better right. movie to movie than Blu-ray did. Yeah, yeah like at, at least, least on the movies we checked, which is Superman, Impossible the Mission Impossible, and a couple of those. Yeah, like all the ones that were available on DVD, HD DVD, and Blu-ray. It's also now the standard. Yeah, you know, so there's nothing. Yeah. There's no deciding if it's you want to make one version or the other version. You know. Yeah, we set up. <laughs> 
I, don't, I think I was going to think about writing something up for the site for it, but then decided not to. But I set up all of those movies with like the same scene on the, one, on the same TV and then showed everyone in the office and asked them which one looked best and which one looked worse. And everyone always ranked the HDVD as the best. Did you tell Blu-ray them which one was which? No, no. Okay, there was no anything. comparison, by the way. And really? everyone picked yeah. HDVD, Blu-ray, then DVD. I remember Mission Impossible 3 particularly, it was very grainy. Yeah, the night stuff when he's on the building, when he has to like reach the extraction point, and that whole, that whole scene is what we looked at. And it looked really grainy on the... On the PS3. Yep. But, yeah, it, 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 it looks much better now. I don't know. If formats formats are maturing, I guess. Well, but like Bernie points out, they only have to develop for one format now. So it's true. There was a recent kind of scare where someone leaked that, I think it was Bomber leaked, that they were going to make a Blu-ray Xbox. Oh, right. Or they were going to have some kind of add-on component, and then they were very quick to shush that, saying, no, we're not going to. I hope they do. I really do. <laughs> yeah. I, there was I, a part I would buy said, two of those right now well, if, you, <laughs> if they could. You know, I actually, you know what, though? I like watching Blu-rays on my PS3 because my PS3 is almost silent. That's true. And, well, my, if, and, my, and my Xbox is really loud. But if it was an, like if it was an add-on drive, you could you could work on that. You know, like you could make a silent drive. If sure. they bu- if they put out today, if they put out a new 360 that was a redesign like the Slim, and it was more reliable because I'm sure they'd fix that right away. It was quieter and it had Blu-ray. Would you buy it? Yes. Absolutely. If it, I would buy it if it was just quieter. I almost <laughs> bought that alone. Right. I almost do it for me. the other day bought the Call of Duty uh, 360 just because it's got a 258 card drive. Yes. And I was like, I was standing in Best Buy looking at it. And I was like, why? Well, you own four 360s. You, <laughs> don't be retarded. Don't my, buy this. But step, I really wanted to get it. My stepfather bought that Did 360. He? Yeah. I would kill to have that hard drive, man. Yeah, it's, I, it's very Especially nice. Especially with games on demand now. You yeah. Know? It's really starting to, starting to add up. In the, in the comments here of when I asked for topics for a drunk tank, somebody said, how do you know when a game is done with DLC? So that you know you can sell it is what he put. But sure. My thing is now for games on demand, how do you know it's done so you can delete it? And that's a nice thing. Or, you know, you can give it to Gus or whatever. Could, could you re-download on games on demand? I yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Sure. Oh. It, there's a problem like with Fable where you don't – you have to know where the links are to get episodes right. two through five. So you have to play through again. Uh, so there is a chance that you could break your game by, you know, deleting it. And then they put out DLC and you say, well, oh, re-download it. And you can't. You have to and re-download you, everything? Yeah, and you can't use your character. Oh, right, you can't even right, load your character. Right. So uh, you'd have to know the links, which somebody gave me the links. They're not published anywhere, you know, so very obvious. They're, they're, they're hard to find. I think he found them on the publisher's forum. Mm. Man, I can't, I can't wait till we get new releases on Games on Demand. Yeah, I know. I, it seems so great. I wonder, too, because they just put out Lego Indiana Jones on Games on Demand. Mm-hmm. That seems a little disingenuous. I don't know if that's the right word to use there. I see there. what you're saying. Yeah. Because... You, you don't know, want people to accidentally buy it thinking they're getting the new one. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. Do you feel cheated? If, or okay, will you feel feel cheated if games on demand cost the same as retail? No. Really? Well, no, I don't think so. Not at all. No, you get no. You get no physical media. You get no instruction manual. No box. That's what the stuff fuck? I don't have. When to was throw the away? last time you read an instruction oh, no, manual? But, no, it's it's like, having all, all that stuff. I just throw away instantly. As soon as I get it home, I take the disc out, put it in my you know big book of games, and I just throw the yeah the case away. That other shit wow. is just like it just ends up in a landfill. Yeah, I, I look to see if there's like a DLC code in it or for like a shirt or whatever, and I'm like, there's nothing. Throw it away. Wow. Remember he came in yesterday and told me that he bought a new album. I'm oh looking, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, talking about Jack, Jack yeah. here. Jack said he bought a new album. Cage the Elephant. Cage the Elephant. And he, there's a song on there that's the theme from Borderlands, or not a theme, but it's a primary song they use right. in Borderlands, which I haven't played the game, but I love the song. And he brought in the disc and said, look, I bought this. And I said, well, I already bought it here on iTunes. And I showed him that I had purchased it on iTunes already. And he said, well, this was only 9 bucks, you know, nine ninety nine, same price as a digital album. And I said, why would you buy a physical album when you can buy it digitally? You well, know, see, if, it, if it was the same price, I'd buy it for the lack of DRM. 
No, there's no DRM on the new stuff you buy from iTunes. Oh, that's right. yeah, true. Yeah, it's gone now. But I, I just couldn't, you know, I would never, I, you guys remember when we'd buy games together back when we worked at the call center, we'd go out at lunch and buy a new release or something. I would make you guys wait while, while you, I threw it away, threw away everything in the parking lot. Yeah. yeah. And I would walk away with just a disc. Yeah, that's true. Because I didn't want all those boxes in my life. I don't either. Uh, it just takes up space. It's not important. And games used to be in bigger boxes. Yeah. Some of them still do, like Warcraft has bigger boxes and things like that, but they used to be in, you know, they weren't just in jewel cases. Yep. They were in big old boxes. But at the same time, too, so we were talking about moving, you, you have four Xboxes. Now, if if you buy a game online only, it's only attached to one Xbox, and you have to re-download it every time you want to play it. That's a little bit of a pain. Or just switch out hard drives. You could do that. It takes yeah. about two seconds for me to take my living room hard drive into my bedroom. Or switch out discs. It's the same thing. Switching yeah, out, switching it's out. It's the same thing. Uh, switching out a hard drive is just as easy as switching out a disc. And no by difference. the way, we are not the standard users. Of yeah, the probably, absolutely. Probably. Yeah. I mean, most people have one Xbox. You download it, and everybody has access to it. Yeah. So, I, I, I think games on demand is awesome. You, I really yeah. do. You know, oh no, I love the idea. Like I'm, I'm excited for it. You know what I was thinking about the other day? Well, actually, it was earlier today. Uh, you know, we talked the other week about how the Xbox 360 is four years old now. Didn't the Xbox 360 come out four years after the original Xbox came out? Is that true? Regular Xbox so. was 2001. Yeah. So it came out, it had a four-year lifespan. You know, th- there were only four years into the 360's lifespan, and, you know, only three years into the PS3's lifespan, but I can't imagine either of those devices being replaced. It feels like we're scratching the surface, right? It seems like there's always updates for these, for both of these consoles, and they're, they're like, the functionality is constantly being increased. Yep. I don't, yeah, I don't, like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want, I don't want a next generation of consoles. Yeah, like, I look at games, and it looks great. Left 4 Dead 2, great-looking game, you know. I think I read that they were talking about like 2012 for the new they, they generation. It's a, ten, out, right? a ten year lifespan is what they're aiming for. But I, I, yeah, I don't. I can't imagine. I mean, I felt the same way when we had when I had a Dreamcast. I thought, well, this is as good as games are going to look. I wouldn't need anything more than this. I certainly feel that way now. So maybe in three or four years, when we see what's next, we'll yeah. But they're constantly updating the interface. Like the Dreamcast was a static system. It's it seems true. like now that they're, you know everyone has the internet and everything has broadband built into it. It's like you know the Xbox got. You know, new Xbox experience. The PlayStation 3 got crossed yep. menu bar for all of its games. I'm a little scared of, like, an Xbox 720 because I've, I like the current system so much, and I don't know that they won't fuck with things like achievements and avatars. I don't know how that's There's going to There's no way over. they're going to keep all the they're gamer score to, achievements. Stuff. I would hope so, yeah, but you never know. But they still need to improve the achievement system. They yeah, do. They do. Because now the focus is on DLC, and it's really affecting the way you measure... Gamer score. And, yeah. you know, when you look at that stuff. You know, speaking of which... In- I have a lot of, like, 1,300-point games now. It's yeah. just... They don't make as much like, sense as they used to. I have 1,255 in Fable 2. Right out now. of the box in Dragon Age Origins, you know, you get 1,000 points in that game. Some of the achievements in that 1,000 are DLC achievements. Really? Yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah. Wow. That's not... I don't think that... I thought that was against the rules of I achievements. Thought that, but it was free I, I DLC, right? If you bought the game retail, it came with a code for the DLC. I think it's to deter secondhand sales. Yeah, that <laughs> fucks GameStop. So oh, you, I see. So if you bought the game new, you get the DLC for free in the box. But if you bought the game used, there's no DLC in the box. You have to pay 15 bucks to get the DLC. Okay. Okay, that's really interesting. Yeah, I thought it was yeah. really bizarre. I don't know that I don't like that. Yeah, so I think that's kind of a neat approach. Yeah, that's one of the things I look for in the box before I throw it away. It's like, is there a DLC in here? That Be- game immediately came out with more DLC, too, right? It's got like yeah. 1,100 points It right has now. a DLC salesman in it. 
Yeah. When you, when you like make camp, there's like a dude who's like, "Oh, I need help in the mountains. You I should come help me, but I, you need to pay ten bucks to come." I definitely don't like that about it. Like wow. you showed me that when you went. Yeah, to I don't enter, like that. When you went to enter in that DLC, he had a DLC code. He can't go into Xbox Live and enter it in via dashboard. He has to do it through a different system in the game. Yeah, you have to sign into an no, EA no. server and do it in the no, game, and you no. have to have an EA account to do that. No, you yeah. can't. Okay, I, I don't like it now. Yeah, I don't like it. It's terrible. Now, Assassin's Creed Two, as you play, which is the the Ubisoft thing, don't which, like that either. Well, it's kind of a cool idea, though. I, I, it's like, I don't like the idea of having to create another account, but it's like, as you do things in the game, you're rewarded with points that you can then use to purchase things in Assassin's Creed 2. Yeah. Like, another another thing of armor. Um, it's, it's one of the things I made what, fun of the PS3 for, and specifically Metal Gear Solid 4. Yeah, I agree. For, and I feel it would be duplicitous for me not to be upset with the Xbox. No, no, no. That's what, Jack, why not, just, why not just unlock stuff, then? This, well, that's what that's what it's basically doing. Yeah, that, no, it's not. It's making an account in a separate service. Do you have to have a UPlay account to do it? Yeah. Yeah, see? Yeah. Like, now you have to have a Rockstar Social Club account for all the GTA stuff if you want to check your shit. you got to have a UPlay account. you got to have an EA account. I just want to play my Xbox, Yeah, man. I just want an Xbox. I thought the Xbox Live account was supposed to do all that. I have an email address associated with my Xbox I'm, Live I, I'll tell you what. I'm not going to play Assassin's Creed 2 now because you said that. That's no, no, how no, much I dislike that idea. That, no, that, I mean, that's just bonus stuff. It's not like it has nothing to do with the actual achievements or anything in the game. If, but like, in, in most games, what you're talking about, what you just described is... You get money in the game and then buy things in a store in the game. That that's in every game you have that. Yeah, where you purchase items. Fallout, I can purchase things with bottle caps. You know, World of Warcraft, I can purchase things with gold. I don't need to get a, a, a real world point system through an like account. What what are they? What is the point there to make it like? Wh- like what's their goal well, it, in it, that? It also carries over to the other Ubisoft games. That's it. So like if like if you do stuff in Assassin's Creed, you get points that like if I go play uh, Ray- Rainbow Six Two or or uh, what, Rainbow Six Vegas 2, or uh, Splinter Cell Conviction, when that comes out, you can use stuff to help you in those yeah, games. Yeah, they're just making private sub-networks. Basically, Xbox yeah. Put, it, Live. put that sub-network in your games, making a different option on the fucking menu list. Mm. All right, well, we're running long, guys. Is there uh, anything okay. else we should talk about before we uh, nope. wrap up here? Nah, I think we're good. Nope. All right. I'm hungry. All right, well, thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks. Adios.